Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name is Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Ahoy, my boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. <laughs> the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flare! <laughs> Probably looks like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Our impressions. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Go. Day. Welcome back. It's the top of wrestling. It is Wednesday. It is noon. And it has been only a couple of hours since Double or Nothing has kind of capped off. Since, uh, obviously, you know, as we always say, Kayfabe is recording this year, the day after, on a beautiful Memorial Day. So happy post Memorial Day to everybody. And uh, I think there's no better way for me to open this show than just with a, the perfect quote that I can think of. Uh, sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, never think you'll be back up again. But life goes on. One of my favorite quotes that Ray Liotta did in the movie Blow. And uh, obviously, rest in peace to an amazing actor, one of my favorite uh, many drama movies and ones that we've already talked about here many times already on our show because not only do we bring you the top of wrestling we bring you the top of the monday night wars we bring you some good shit we bring you the top of AEW. but the biggest thing that we also bring you this week is also a top movie we have our movie of the week and it is probably the absolute most fitting of all time I don't think we can get any closer. And, but, ladies and gentlemen, he's the man. He's the myth. He was season four of our fantasy draft champion, followed along by his tag team partner, myself, the professor, in season five. We're about to take season six. We're going for the three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, DM. I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadows. If I fail, if I succeed, they can't take away my dignity. Because the greatest love all inside of me. Yeah, yeah. That boy good. Sexual chocolate. That boy good. <laughs> Did you just out of nowhere decide... I'm opening with the greatest love of all sexual chocolate Randy Watson style today. I thought of it Saturday. 
I thought about it. Oh. I'm like, I was going to do the whole thing. I'm like, I'm not doing the whole thing. <laughs> I just got, so I was waffling in my head. I'm like, Reverend Brown, ladies and gentlemen, he's been my Reverend since I was a little boy. I love him very dearly. We like the chain. We like the kind that jingles, but the kind that folds is much better. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. I thought it was the trash. <laughs> Well, as I already mentioned, uh, not only do we have all those things, we're also going to be hearing from Nightwing this week uh, for our good shit of the week. You know, I mentioned that draft. I had to mention it for a reason, because pretty much just about a day or two from now, we are releasing our own video to the draft, because this coming Sunday is... It's it's funny that they do it. They do it the day be, the day of Hell in a Cell. They're like, we're gonna do it the day of a pay per view, Hell in a Cell. And I was like, my pay per view happened, man. It was double or nothing. Not watching. <laughs> I'm Hell not in watching a Cell. Hell in you could put it smack dab in the middle of Hell in a Cell. I wouldn't have even known Hell in a Cell was going on unless they didn't put it in the title of the, the group thing. But it's noon sharp. It doesn't matter because I'm the commissioner. Damn it. Uh. Did I reference his stupid promo last week here? Or did I just text you about it? I think I only texted you about it. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all, the cut same. A promo. they're all the same. They're all the same, but this one is saying, Professor, he uh, drives around his RV and eats all that bar food. He has indigestion. Think I'm wrong? I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Where the fuck did you go to promo school, son? Like, bro, hang on. Ken Not Shamrock even that. You school. actually... Oh my, yo, wow. No, Ken Shamrock was way better. At least he had a plan. I don't know you. I've never seen you before. <laughs> this was, and then he even turned to you and goes, ODM, haven't heard much from you. We literally called him out the other day. And it's funny because he, he wrote something. <laughs> it's funny he wrote something like, Whole damn band is away except for Jimmy. (laughs) 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 Completely out of context, but you got it. (laughs) But it was it out of context. If you understand what we're hitting at, that's anyway. No, it was perfect. It was hysterical. But look at I I know that you're not necessarily a fan of Kid Rock. That's fine, man. Got a, he's got a new album out, and I've been pretty happy with some of the, the songs. But one song in particular, I just absolutely love it, and it was a line that I thought is fitting for us to say that when we release this video on, on Friday or Saturday, depending which day, uh, right before the draft on Sunday, these guys don't know that we're about to three-peat. We're going for it. Doesn't matter if you win or I win, we win. It's a top of wrestling. We're a fucking stable. And so, as I said in our promo, we're the most stable motherfuckers in this goddamn thing. And where I'm going to this is that the Kid Rock quote, like Springsteen, bitch. We're the motherfucking boss. <laughs> it's us. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You know what we really need to do? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Later. <laughs> we need a stable. Yeah. We need a stable name. Aren't we already the, the top of wrestling? Yeah, but still. Yeah. I've been name dropping on there, and in that video, I kind of brought up the paper t- championship that says that the winner is going to be the 
top of wrestling champion because oh. your belt doesn't mean anything anymore. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's it. That's settled. Never mind. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I was going to think about a song when I thought about him, I would just say, I uh, wonder why they call you bitch by Tupac. But, you know, that works too. But we didn't, didn't we already use that one? No, we used uh, when we ride on our enemies for uh, cease and desist. This. Oh, <laughs> the Hermanos. That's right. That was a good one. Great ending. <laughs> All right, man. So let's really talk. There was uh, one minor piece of news. We'll talk about a couple pieces of news here, and then we'll get into really the, the bulk of what was to be talked about today, which is double or nothing for me, at least. Um, WWE is like, we are going to fill up an entire stadium hmm. for the money in the bank. We're going to do it in Las Vegas at the Allegiant Stadium. Scratch that. Let's move it to the MGM Grand. <laughs> so funny that even Tony Khan mocks it. I thought that was good that he, yeah. he, he made fun of it. I don't know if I'm actually a fan of it or not. To be honest with you, I'm like, come on, man, stay in your lane. <laughs> well, sometimes. Hey, man, Adderall's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Look at there is a theme of us having to say that. Do we even reveal? No, let's not reveal anything yet because we will get there. Um, But I don't know. Did could they? Is ticket sales down? You know, I haven't heard anything specific about it other than they that they moved it. But uh, it's fucking hilarious because uh, not to move ahead too far, but WWE had a panel truck, an LED panel truck, driving around the arena with Cody's face on the Money in the Bank ad. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, they might. It's funny it because, it, oh, definitely, and it, it's funny because CM Punk put out a tweet of the poster of WrestleMania Seven, which is Hogan and Slaughter, and he wrote another bomb threat with a question mark because they can say anything they wanted to that that slaughter was getting all these death threats they weren't able to fill the coliseum memorial or memorial coliseum or whatever it was in los angeles and they're like hang on we're gonna move it over to a four thousand seater right down the road because we're worried for sergeant slaughter's health and his safety dude it really was because they couldn't fill what they thought they were going to be able to because right Ticket sales were way down. The, the company was not doing tremendous in 91. Not like it wasn't doing your WrestleMania three numbers. They weren't going to be able to pull that off there. And Punk retweeted that. And I was like, good for you, because that's exactly what it is. You can't tell me that you didn't downgrade for any other reason than it was we couldn't fill the place. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's it's, yeah, no, it's got to be. I mean, I, again, I've heard a lot of conjecture, which is, you know, how a lot of this shit goes, and we're going to get into that. But uh, honestly, let's. You can sit here and tell me that Raw and SmackDown still do bigger numbers than Dynamite. That's fine. They're longer established. People are familiar with those names. We get it. Uh, that's not the point. But even that being the case, they got to understand they just can't pack them in like they used to anymore. I mean, you know, yeah. even with Cody. <laughs> what did everybody think Cody was going to be the be all end all and, and it would make things better 
is that was that the plan? Like ticket sales are going to go up. You've basically announced that Roman Reigns is gone. He was, if not, probably your biggest draw in the entire company for merch sales and and whatnot for the entire company. If I had to take a guess, that's. Well, anyway, uh, any other news besides uh, the Allegiant Stadium here? I think that's the big one. That's the big. Well, I All mean, right. that, that's really the one that we wanted to touch on. I mean, the big news is what we're going to spend a majority of our time talking about today. I think it goes without saying. Oh, okay. Well, you said you had some news for me before we started recording. Yeah, we don't need to I didn't point know that if you out. had something else. Yeah, it was a year old. We don't need to oh, talk boy. about it. Chicken nuggets. Oh, my news. God. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Shit. Check out the hidden track this week. Shit. All right. Here's the deal, man. Double or nothing. I had high hopes and low hopes. Why? Because I was fine heading into it being the, the card it was when we talked on Wednesday. Not knowing if it was going to be, you know, who was in the finals. We only knew the final four. But... We knew enough. Right. And then by the end of Rampage, we tacked on Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen. We tacked on a six-person match with Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and the debuting Page Van Zant versus uh, the Tongue Bathers and <laughs> Frankie Kazarian. That was all over the fucking place. We'll, we'll get to that. I've everything. never seen so much fuckery. A lot fuckery. of things were all over the place. So anyway, a lot of things tacked on. I'm like, we better be pushing this to the the pre-show because that's 12 matches that you're saying. 13 if you're going to talk about Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Which, by the way, have we not had the moment to ever acknowledge the name Smart Mark? Yeah, I mean, who gives a shit? Good free. Never. Yeah, he's nothing. That's a. That's a. Come on, man. If I, I'm just saying right now. I can't be a wrestler, right? I, I don't have the, what you call the physique for it, but I think I would be able to run my mouth a good a good bit. And I am Mark. Being the Mark or, hey, I'm a smart Mark. It's like the genius. It's Bobby Heenan. But playing off that name, especially with where you're at, people understand the, the terms of stuff. I mean, shit. In the promo for Bucks and Hardys. Right. Uh... Which one? Uh, Cosplayers? I was trying, the balder one. Nick. He. Yes. I was trying. I couldn't remember his yeah. name. I was Balding like Jeff Buck. 2.0. Yeah. He he goes in. Just wait until I get the hot tag. I'm gonna get the hot tag. And I was like, Oh man, we got really just handing out every bit of term even on TV now. Oh, well I was like, Wow. That, so yeah, that's and that's why and I think that's why a lot of people do like AEW is because they are they're they are the smart marks and a lot of the wrestlers are smart marks. So, you know, well, smart marks are we. So let's get into this here. It was going to be a long pay-per-view. We knew it. And how many times did I text you either during the show? It will probably hit you. I I think we're going to have to figure that out. But I I said it throughout the weekend. Who is getting squashed? Okay. MJF has got to get squashed. Uh, Maybe Ruby Soho squashes Britt Baker. We need some squashes, man. We got to run through this shit because... 12 matches, and they said runtime is four hours. Yeah, no. Could it be done? No. No. The runtime was 439 for the main card. Now, Hookhausen's match didn't start until maybe a half hour before. Oh, dude, it started like 10 show. minutes at like 750. 
Yeah, it was only like 10 minutes. It might have even been a little bit less. It was a quick one. So, in a way, you had... It was four, 450 for people to sit yeah, through. About, it was about a 10-ish minute. Yeah. All right. Just shy of five hours. It's a lot. It's a lot. We're going to get into that. I thought I was going to do a bring it to the table. We're going to talk about the media scrum. I can't. I, I can't wait. We'll talk in, about the media scrum after. I like the word. Um... <laughs> I have brand new feelings on Tony Khan. Um, all right. Run down the card. And as a treat to all of you, we realize halfway through the show, shit, we wish we were together. We should have been recording. We should have been talking with each other. But we weren't. Instead, we were texting nonstop, like a bunch of little kids. <laughs> and it ended up being so funny we said, I think we're going to have to read all this shit tomorrow. Yeah. Because things just kept getting better and better where we were just, it's not even like these were tremendous things that we were saying to each other. It's just, it was our exact point of view in that moment when you're like, holy shit, what am I watching? You're like, yeah, that was exactly at that moment. You know where we were. So oh, yeah. let's run down the card, run down our thoughts. Let's do this. All right. I'll be honest with you. Fuck. We'll say Bleach Report. Um, with my streaming setup here, uh, it, it, yo, they even called it out yeah. in the countdown right before. If those of you who are having trouble, the app is up running. Easily ten times this motherfucker crashed. I'm not even gonna. You brought it to the table for revolution. I remember mm-hmm. it because during it, I go, oh my god, I go, this is what he was talking about. And you said you got it on YouTube, so we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you in a minute what yours was like. Yeah, or you didn't. I, no, I, the pre the buy in is always the buy ins. The pre shows oh, are oh, always oh. on YouTube. It's free. Gotcha. Uh, so that's where I was watching it, figuring I could watch the pre show there, and hopefully by the time I got to the main show, BR would start working, which thankfully it did. And how was your BR? Uh, it was fine. I had a couple little glitches. It wasn't bad. Your your scenario be is gonna be a little bit you. different than mine, just because one I've got fiber internet so it's super fast and you know i'm you know so there's that and i'm also up in the fucking sticks yes, here you in are. my in-laws and yeah so it's always been kind of rough here so i think that may be the issue too so but it was rough to the point where i had to stop watching the main event and just wait for it to end so i could kind of just restart that part to get to i was getting so irritable i go the last thing i want and i'll tell you at one part at one part i missed the end of Cole and Joe mm. still don't know how it ended. Gotcha. All of a sudden it came back on and Adam Cole's at the ramp with his hands in the air. I go, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Run down the card and our uh, comments. Okay. So I'm just going to let you know, like I wanted to have the results, right? Just so I could, you know, make sure yeah. we went through in order. Uh, probably could have done it through the text, but uh, I grabbed them from CBS Sports's website, and they have grades after okay. the matches. So just as an added bonus, we get to make fun of their grades for the matches because just glancing at them, I think we're going to disagree on a lot of them. So five, five point oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, so these are A, B, C, D grades. Okay, all right. Um, oh, okay. One thing, one thing is a, is a tease. I will tell you, nothing got lower than a C. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, pre-show, uh, we, we were kind of just bitching about uh, Bleacher Report at this point. It was Hookhausen, and uh, it was Hookhausen defeating Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Not much to say. Lots of shtick. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. During the, all of this, I missed the entire match because I was, I was battling with it, and I had it up on my phone trying to watch uh, the YouTube 
the, the match on YouTube, but also battling with my Bleach Report to get up and running. Did not watch one second of the match. I have no idea what happened. Yeah, you so, don't need was to. Was it good? No, it wasn't good. Ah. It was stupid. It was stupid. Uh, they gave it a grade C. Honestly, I'd give it a D, personally. The shtick was okay. I mean, I guess the shtick, if you like Danhausen, uh, would have brought it up to a you know a C minus maybe, but it was what it was. Uh, at this point, uh, you know we were getting ready for the main card, uh, and they were pushing uh, DraftKings Sportsbook because uh, they had a free pool. So I totally pulled out my phone. I remember texting him like, "Yeah, I totally just entered that pool." <laughs> and don't tell me anything yet. I want to find out at the end how that turned out for you because okay. uh, I turned to my wife and I told her about it, and and I'm like, but I'm not sure like with. You can tell everybody right now what it is that you did, and we'll get to the end and talk about it. But I, I got to be honest with you, did you, is it worth it? Do you make money? Well, it was a free entry, right. so I mean, of course, it's worth it. It's free. You make some choices, and you, you see if you get lucky. I didn't win anything, so, but I didn't spend any money. Uh, I was already signed up for the sports book anyway, so. Okay. Yeah. See, I thought yeah. you had to spend money. No, I, I did no, see no, the no. thing about free whatever, and I was like, eh. yeah, but. Uh, what are some of the things that are on there? Are there things like, so, um, like it will who like let's say it was main event, will someone hit the other who will hit the other guy's finisher first? Yep, yep. Or so it was like yeah. So it was okay. a, it was a pool just for the main event. Um, it was who would bleed first. You know, Punk, uh, Hangman, or nobody. I picked Punk. Nobody bled. Uh, who will, nobody bled. Will anybody go over the barricade into the crowd? I picked yes. Was wrong there. Um, the over under almost, almost, almost. It was right at the table. Yeah, yeah. There's some close <laughs> ones I popped when it happened, but uh, would finisher I'll get hit first? GTS or Buckshot Lariat? Um, who's gonna attempt the first pinfall first? Um, over under on match of the length, which was 21 and a half. I picked over. I got that one right. Um, there's a few others, but yeah. Okay. All right. I. Maybe I'll give it a shot in the next one. Yeah. When I'm not getting irritable with internet. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, the opening match, I will say, I had the entire card 100% backwards in my head. I was like, I have a feeling they're going to open with Joe and Cole or something big. You know what I mean? Like, to, I, I felt like it would be an Owen Hart thing. I did not anticipate them going back to back on the Owen Hart Cup, like, right into it. In. But that's not what they opened with. No, and then they decide to slow you down even more. But oh, oh before we even... Oh, shit. Before we get there. Uh, we'll talk about it as leading, yeah. The, yeah. The day or two prior to Double or Nothing, MJF no-shows a meet and greet. And, you know, this is a big fan fest kind of thing because Double or Nothing, big weekend. Now... Some people are mad about it. Crowd lets you know. We'll get into that. But it's... Come on, man. Card's subject to change. I think he did it just to piss people off, just to be a heel asshole. That's just my own personal opinion. I And he still showed up for the match. People are saying, well, he's, he's disputing his contract with Tony Khan. He wouldn't have already said bidding war 2024. And you can't tell me that the amount that... TK spends on Addy that there's no way that this dude won't put a little extra money in MJF's pocket. No way. So there's this Willie won't he he flew back to the East Coast. You know who I, there is 
This guy is 0 for 3 now. You have struck out. Sap. Bob Sap. Yeah. He goes, I can confirm MJF has left Vegas and in the East Coast. Someone's playing you. Like I told you, that they, they're going to start leaking out bullshit and be like, he's the guy. That's the guy we can't trust anymore. He's, you know what I mean? Oh, shit. He's done yeah. that a couple of times yeah. now where he's been right. Where he, or no, I'm sorry, he's been 100% wrong. He's like, I can confirm this thing is not happening. Boom, it happens. He's been wrong two to three times now. And I told you they're going to start sprinkling down like the departed. Let's see, who's the rat? Bob Sap is a rat. Rap Sap. Sap rat. All right. On with the show. Okay. Yeah, so there was all that MJF drama. Part of that, the hilarious part was just looking at because I was checking Twitter every once in a while just to see what people were saying. Uh, it was great to see Meltzer and Alvarez feed into it, and they were obviously just as wrong. Um, holy shit, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, my God. No, you I You were didn't. about to talk so, about. So people, were, so people on Twitter were like, well, uh, MJF or uh, Gold, or, oh, my God, Wardlow needs a new opponent. Goldberg's a free agent. And, like, that became trending on Twitter. Like, when you went to trending, it was one of the top things. That's how... And how fucking ironic was it that they basically did gold... Like, I'm not saying they planned this because of it. They probably had it planned ahead of time. But he basically did Goldberg's entrance. It was fucking hilarious. Um, it was actually a mix of Goldberg with uh, Hannibal Lecter. They had him in, like, a plexiglass case, and they had to let him out. Handcuffed yep. him with two pairs of handcuffs because he already broke one single pair once. So they bring him out to the ring, they unhandcuff him, and the match, the, the beginning of the match was exactly what you expected. It was powder, 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 mm -hmm. powder, and eventually it turned into 10 power bombs. My favorite part was, and, I, and I'll get to that, my favorite part was he'd hit a power bomb and then just roll him over and pick him up again and go right into another one. I, I like that move. It looked good. Um, He's done that a lot on Dynamite yes. when he does the Powerbomb Symphony. Symphony. I love yeah. it. This went too long. It went way this, too long. This It was a Hogan match the, from 97. I would have been fine with some five Powerbombs. To be honest with you, the moment that he took his foot off of him after the yeah. two count, I go, oh, fuck me. And it went at least another five minutes with power bombs playing to the crowd. They're like, oh, he's doing north, south, east, west. I'm like, oh, just end it. It, I, I to the point I was waiting for another guy to come out like MJF had a new henchman. Right. Yeah, and that's the fucked up thing. There was no Sean Spears at all. Um, I guess it worked. Uh, Wardlow's over as fuck. He looks like a million dollars. He's officially all elite. Uh, crowd loves him. He seems very grateful. I like to let's let's hope this is not another Hangman Page. Let's hope it's not another Scorpio Sky man. Let's hope that this fucking goes the distance because Wardlow can be dominant. He shouldn't be world champ anytime soon. You could probably put the TNT title on him if you want. Um, but just let him be dominant. Let him connect with the people. Let his let his personality develop into something because we already all like him. We've liked him since we saw him. Give us more reasons. Let's, let's, let's get to know the guy. I'm going to, I guess when I can dabble some of the media scrum stuff in so I don't forget it later because uh, some of these are kind of important. First, Tony, I'd love to ask you, uh, earlier this week, the stuff with MJF, I will not be answering any questions about MJF, but I'm happy to talk about the rest of the card. You had a great card tonight, guys. It moved right on last you heard of MJF in that media scrum. 
found that interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second part to that is you said the, the let's hope it's not Scorpio Sky Hangman Page. Scorpio Sky not fully handled the right way. Page, he did have the right feud, the right storyline, everything. Um, basically, the way Tony made it sound, all out was technically going to be more than likely his crowning achievement, and they waited until full gear. He needed the time to go home. He had a family. Yeah. He had a, a newborn. Mm-hmm. Tony let him do it. And Tony said, no other company would hold your spot for you to come back and hold your storyline, let it keep going. And I did, and, I, and, and we had him be the, the, I almost said money in the bank ladder match, the, you know, the, golden circle floaty device yeah that one anyway he in, in getting his chance to become champion against kenny omega i feel like some of the reason that it, hangman didn't work is he went away for a little bit and it stalled out if he had kept that momentum going all the way through like remember when he came out during the pandemic it was the very first show at double or nothing oh yeah in 2021 yeah, yeah. the crowd lost their fucking mind yeah and i was like he could be a champ soon but then went away for a little bit, didn't help. I, I don't think it's that simple. I think it's a mix of booking and just his personality just didn't work out, man. The whole drunk cow. Oh, I'm not saying it's 100% on that. Yeah, I'm just I, saying I, I, I think it's more, gave him I think a little more sympathy. Yeah, I think it's less the break and more everything else, personally. But that's just me. No, but I'm saying I think the break has a little to do with it. Yeah. That's all I'm Stop I'm, defending I'm him. To. What do you a mark for Hangman Page? You want to know my best part, the, my, my favorite part of the MJF match after he got stretchered out because they actually brought out the stretcher? They put <laughs> the oxygen mask on upside down and it was covering his eyes. I'm like, why is the oxygen mask on his eyes? All right, get the text out because you texted that. You, this is where you got to start bringing this shit in. Oh, yeah, no, I've got it here. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I will say a couple of the power bombs were good. Good chunk of them. He was not taking the hit, man. Yeah, he was MJF putting was his putting elbows his down elbows and taking down. it more to his lower back. Yeah, what was that all about? I don't know. It was it was noticeable because it was on like half of a Very noticeable. Yeah. I don't yep. know, man. Something, that, dude, this, this guy's a man. I'm still sticking with my kayfabe call, man. This guy's a fucking genius. He's doing something. There's yeah. something going on. Um. So you do have the text next to you up and running, yeah. right? Here we go. I got to say this right now. Your announcers, not even just just JR. JR and Tony on fire last night. Just some great zingers. Let's do this. All right. All right. That match is over. So, so now you have the crowd amped. You're ready. Well, well, hold on. We got to grade oh, it. Oh, man. We got to grade it. Uh, what Wait, would you I'm give just it? saying. What would you give it? Maybe eight, eight doing the, you know. B minus. B minus. All right. Well, CBS gave it a B minus. Uh, yeah, B minus C plus. Yeah. Only because it went too long. Yeah. Had it been three power bombs pin, I'd have been happy. Yeah, pretty much. Might as well just done it that way. You could still kept a few powders in there, you know. Yeah. But now you got your crowd amped up, ready to go. And now you give them. You go from youth to pretty much the oldest guys on the roster. You have the Young Bucks and the Hardys. 
funny. They get, and he goes out, the Hardys! I, I look back at my wife and I go, I remember when they were just the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it was basically Hardy Boys versus Hardy Boys. Uh, I'm... I'm done. I'm done with super kicks, man. I just, that's all I can say. It ruined it. This match had a lot of botches, not to mention for the length of time that these guys thought they felt they needed to go. Should have headlined a dynamite, not been the second match on your card heading into Eric coming out of a very amped up Wardlow post-match. Yeah. Uh, you actually put, that was one of your text messages. You said this should have headlined a dynamite. Uh, shortly after that, I mentioned that the, uh, the guy that was the ref and I forget his name, uh, Cornette calls him the corpse referee. Holy shit. Didn't know that until you said it. And then as soon as I saw him, I go, <laughs> yeah, <line." laughs> you, you replied, Oh my God, I see it. Um, now, and then this is one of the, here's, here's one of our first really good exchanges. There's a spot where, uh, uh, Matt Hardy's uh, kind of on his knees, and again, it's a super kick barrage. Uh, it's, I think it was both of the Hardys, and Matt Matt Hardy got kicked right in the face, and he was bleeding from his mouth from the whole match, and I go, damn, dude, Matt got kicked right in the mouth, and you're like, good. And I'm like, well, I meant Hardy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so... Because at this point, I wanted them all to be bleeding from the mouth. I was like, "This is horrible." This, at, but at that point, this match had already been on for fifteen minutes. That's yeah. the issue. Yeah, and then like, <laughs> yeah. and then, so, so I mean, let's. See I meant Artie. I know. So uh, I said, "Good time for a smoke break." When we found out what match it was, that was at eight nineteen p.m. Um, your I know was at eight forty two. Uh, and then they set up the steel uh, steps on the outside. They put one of the Hardy Boys on there and Jeff did a swanton bomb on it. I said, please, God, no. Um, yeah, and uh, after that, they did another swanton in the ring, and that was that. So, yeah, not a big fan. Um, I, I give it a C-. minus. Oh, God, uh, C-. minus. Man, got to be honest with you. They tried topping their ladder match and at ring of honor super card of honor they couldn't they they tried to top it just by being wrestling or by by being having a wrestling match and they couldn't this if it was a ladder match this could have been fun to watch sure but it it was just a slower paced version of what everybody wants it to be spot, spot, and that's spot, why spot, spot. it was yeah and it was 10 extra minutes longer than it needed to be easily yeah uh, oh yeah, the Hardys. Yeah. By the way, we didn't say that the Hardys won. Yeah, but here, no, you did. You said Swanton the win, oh, but okay, it, yeah. it's. But you got to remember now, it's fucking eight fifty. Yeah, we're, we're pushing we two nine. matches done. Yeah. Two matches, and I and I did. Did I text you? I I'm pretty sure my next text to you was like, "This and bro, we got ten matches. matches." Yep. How is that possible? I was like, "What are you guys doing?" As soon as the first one wasn't a squash. I go, oh, here we go. It was, I just knew the night was going to be a fuck night. Yeah. Got to be honest. I am a, also, I'll use the word mark. I'm a mark for AEW's pay-per-views. Sure. This pay-per-view, I'm going to put it probably one of the lower grade ones. And I watched every pandemic one. Yeah. 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 I watched Britt Baker fight in her goddamn dental office. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. 
let's not relive that one because the next match was bad enough. Uh, yeah, so next we get Jade Cargill defending the TBS Championship against Anna Jay. Uh, let's see. Cut the shit. Um, I'm not going to say what I fucking initially said because that's going to get bleeped out. Um, I did say uh, my next thing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're right. <laughs> ah, yep. <coughs> uh, a few minutes into <coughs> the match. Let's see. Uh, that was at 48. That's so about four and five minutes later. I wrote, this is fucking terrible. You responded, both women, cut the shit. <laughs> and then I said, cut the shit, ladies. Um, at this point towards the end of the match, uh, I forget, uh, Stokely. It was a lot of botching going on at this there, point. There was a ton And then of, the match finally. This match was terrible. Uh, what happened? Yeah, the baddies came down. Baddies came down, and then so did uh, Sterling, Chris Statlander. No, not yet. No. Oh. So first, first at the end of the match, after uh, Anna Jay had taken care of the baddies, uh, uh, Johnny Hungy came out and took care of Smart Mark Sterling. Oh right. my god, I forgot about the fuckery in this yeah, one. I I, I, I kind of got a soft spot for Johnny Hungy. He's an idiot and shouldn't be anywhere on the main roster. I love him, but my point yeah. is, is it was just trying to get everybody on the card one night. Pretty much. Well, they did just... that next because they tried doing a turnbuckle spot, almost like a superplex, and it was confusing because you didn't know whose side he was on, but Stokely Hathaway came out. Uh, and I... The former Malcolm Jamal Warner. Yeah, and I uh, and I, and I go I go. What's the <laughs> Malcolm Bivens? You're like that's him. I'm like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense then. Because um, that's that was funny because you, I didn't think you knew. And they go, oh wow, it's it's Stokely Hathaway. We haven't seen him in oh since like 2017. <laughs> yep. And that's when he went to WWE and became. Malcolm Bivens. Yeah. So, uh, and it was weird because you didn't know. And if you guys don't know, that was the fucking leader of the diamond mine. The only person left there is Roderick Strong, and he asked to get out of his contract. And they're like, nope. Yep, pretty much. Not for you. Pretty much. All your friends are over there. You're going to sit over here. It's kind of like when, (laughs) look at, you failed third grade, man. All your friends are going to fourth, and you're going to sit right here and redo all this shit again, as shitty as it feels. And that's what Roderick is doing right now. Yeah, man. All the um, names are changing. Everybody around him. They're not. <laughs> yeah, right, so let's... it was weird. So basically, it caused a, distra- a distraction. Jade Cargill wins, and, and uh, Stokely is with uh, the baddies now. Uh, that's when Chris Stantlander ran down. Uh, she kind of joined in, took Anna Jay's back, and then uh, good pop. At least something good came out of this whole scenario. Uh, Athena, the fallen goddess, shows up. Big pop. Former Ember Moon. Yep, big pop, big pop. Everybody was super excited. And then the most awkward point of the night. You have... <laughs> Wait, you got to read it. Read it first. Read it. Read it. The white girls are out of their league with this shit talking. You've got Jade Cardgill and the ba- the baddies, and you have Athena, and then you've got Statlander and Anna Jay, and they're like, um, "You guys are being really mean. I don't know what to say. You're not. You just keep talking. Like, like it was just so awkward. I was like, "Wow, a lot of good shit talking from most of the people in the ring." They had a, it was like a three versus three face off. It looked cool, but executed really bad with people who can't act. It was like watching six. Nikki Bellas in a ring. Yeah, I don't know if I go that far, but yeah, it was what it was. Um, Let me say this. I wanted Jade to win. I was really 
a couple of points where he'd go, if they give this title to Anna oh, Jay, oh my God. Yeah. But now that Athena came out, I go, ooh, a worthy opponent, man. Athena and Jade could probably have some good matches. I'm there. I'm actually in on this. So, and after, you know, I listened to her interview with uh, Van Pelt, uh, it, that, you know, everything that she went through in WWE, everything, you know, and working her ass off and being, I mean, she, she was the, she lost every goddamn match because she was the person who was helping the next person reach the next level, you know? Right. And like your Dolph Ziggler in the female division. And she can go. She never got her time to shine. Absolutely. I hope they do do right by her here. Nope, 100%. Let's hope so. I thought this was a sign of good things to come. I thought every I thought every match was going to have the lights go out. It was going to be a good night, like all out. Well, nah. before we move on, let's uh, let's grade this. Uh, I'll go first because it's easy. It got an F. It was fucking terrible. It was the worst. It couldn't really I wouldn't go F. Uh, from start to finish, and including the Athena. The match itself, not the, the post-match shenanigans, not the afterbirth, as oh. calls it. Oh, oh, D minus. Yeah, uh, CBS Sports decided to give it a C minus. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah, you're trying too hard to be polite there. Uh, yeah. So uh, next we got the uh, the new Gold Dust moment with his daughter, with Mini Penta or Mini Phoenix. Um, I'm like, yeah, way to take a cool thing and ham it up. Cut the shit, Abrahantes. Because <laughs> that's what I texted you is about. I go, this is our new Gold Dust moment. Yep. Yeah, it was, uh, the entrances it's... were cool. Um, yeah. House of Black looked badass. Um, I, I'm just going to read the text that I sent to you, uh, and your response is fantastic. I go, I'm conflicted. I like all the players. Uh, we're talking about House of Black versus Death Triangle. Uh, I said, I'm conflicted. I like all the players, and I even like the theatricality. But aside from that, I have no reason to care about this. And your response was, you're going to find yourself repeating that line multiple times tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, and I, I don't said, have full stock into this match, but I like what I'm kind of seeing. It's like I, I had no care that Darby and Al- Darby Allen and uh, Kyle O'Reilly were going to face off. I'm like, just out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, okay, because he hit he hurt Sting's ankle, I guess, at some point over the last couple of weeks. I'm like, all right, fine, we'll run with it. Ended up being probably one of the better matches. So it's like you, you ha- even though you're not fully invested into each thing, you like the players. Let's see how it goes. So. Sometimes the players can make the match. Sometimes it's not enough. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, there were cool spots, but again, it's a six person tag. You know what happens. Everybody's got to get their shit in. Uh, I said, it's ironic. The corpse ref is doing this match. <laughs> yeah. He looked like he was a part of house of black. Cause they, uh, they had their faces all painted gray and like weird, a weird color, but I liked it. And like some some of them had like designs in it. But honestly, God, I gotta say, Buddy Murphy looked fantastic. Yeah, he did. I I miss seeing him go. Him and Pac having some great moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, yeah, but it's funny the ref was back in there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, what I did like, there was a lot of great moments where, yeah, God, I'm not gonna do it justice on how I'm saying this, but a lot of great moments where someone would go to do a move and they would cut him off and lay on the ground and look at him. You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of cutoff moments where the teams knew the other guys moved. Just as Buddy Murphy would come to slide in, uh, Penta would be there and just face-to-face with him on the ground. They'd have a stare-off. and a, It was just a lot of cool stalemates, if you will. A lot of dramatic moments is kind of what I'm saying. 
and the whole thing paid off. Not only just not to be, you know, me, but yeah, yeah, I called it. I called the ending, but I'm glad everything played in the storyline. They even mentioned this six person or six person, this six man match was supposed to take place at Revolution. Phoenix was out with his slinky elbow. The now we're finally getting it, but you have months and months of them all going back and forth, back and forth. A lot of counters, a lot of good story to this match. I actually was decently invested into this match. Didn't think it went too long. Finally, it was one of the only matches I didn't think that went too long. There is a moment we're going to talk about in a second that I'll, I'll get that I'll let you get to. Um, but I'll just talk about the end is that, yeah, I called it. Julia Hart was going to appear. Lights go out. And she sprays the mist in the face of Pac. I don't even know. Was it Pac? Okay. And she officially joins House of Black. It, I mean, it was pretty much kind of a writing on the wall or unless she just didn't deeply believe in it. Months, I, dude. Yeah. It, but I thought it was actually going to be one of the Hollywood blondes at first. Uh, I go, maybe them. But then once they spit it in her eye and she sat there on the the steps, I go, oh, it's happening. But I'm like, it's going to happen at this match. She's going to appear. So, uh, let's talk about Brody King. So, uh, I'd like to mention that prior to the Brody King spot is when you had told me uh, to give a shout out to Little John uh, for delivering those chicken nuggets to you. Uh, you said they were quite delicious, but left you kind of full and disoriented. Um, so that's, that's where things started ramping up from here. Um, so, uh, this is one of the moments that you're feeling. It got the, you're right. It made, it made the text that much nuttier. Oh, it did. Cause we, we haven't even gotten to like the good shit yet. Um, this is one of the moments that your shit froze because you missed the Brody King moment. Uh, basically everybody was doing dives outside the ring. Um, and Brody King goes for one and he made it over the top and he made a full turn like he should have. The problem was he didn't go the extra foot to land on the people, and he landed back first on the fucking apron. It looked brutal. Could have been a lot worse, but, man, oof. And then you sent me a tweet of his. Or, no, it was a little later. Oh, it was his tweet right said that. It was pretty much right after that. Okay. Uh, it was, life is hard, the ring apron's harder. <laughs> <laughs> The big dude, too, man. That's a lot of meat on those bones. Yeah, no shit, right? Um, so what was next? See, they, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the match, yeah, I, I agree with you. It was. Oh, what did they grade it? It was, uh, well, they gave it an A minus. I wouldn't go that high. I'd go B minus, maybe. No. All right, here's the deal. If we're talking A minus, A plus, A. Those are what we're going to be calling A plus is a five star match to me. Yeah, pretty That's much. what we're kind of, yeah. we're kind of grading, yeah. right? So this here. A B. Yeah, I have B minus for me, but yeah, you're in the neighborhood. I think it's just a solid B for the uh for the six for the six man tag that it was. I liked it. The storyline played out, everything did what it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was fine. And then you had the turn at the end. It was it was a good moment. It was a good moment. Yeah. Uh yeah. So let's see what else we got here in the text. Uh oh, I said Julia Hart looks like an Alexa Alexa Bliss cosplay. You said maybe better. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I've already seen memes of we have Alexa Bliss at home. Uh, yeah. Can I copy your homework? Yeah, just don't make it look like it too much. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, man. Uh, I, I'm looking at this and I'm realizing something. You and I did not text at all during the next match. 
we did not text at all during the Adam Cole Samoa Joe match. Now I know you had some technical. Difficulties. I went through some fuckery of moments there during it. Okay. So yeah, um, but I was actually into the match too. That's probably why it was one of those ones where we're like not talking. I'm I'm just watching this shit. Nothing's. The only reason I have to text you is a holy shit moment, right. a what the fuck moment. That's pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> God damn, we texted a lot towards this. <laughs> oh boy, like I said, it does. It definitely ramps up. So uh, this is the point where you told me there was a Fozzie greater than Rizzo sign in the crowd, which I did see. It was on the hard cam. Don't know what the reference is to that. So but... the guy was walking back and forth. I caught it, and he kept putting up a sign that said AIW students or something like that, right? And he walked by a couple times, and then he was not in his seat. Uh, going like walking back and forth, and I think he got himself into that seat at the end of the night because I don't know he was not there all night. Gotcha. Um, but then as he walked by one time, it says Fozzie, but not as was it spelled the same as Jericho's Fozzie? Yeah. Okay, all right, Fozzie greater than Rizzo, and I go, bro, please tell me you saw that sign, and nope. But then yeah, it was during the main event they showed it yeah. again. I was just like, what the fuck did that have to do? Anything. I know, that's right? awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of curious the context, but yeah, we didn't watch it. We didn't. Jericho's listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it was? He hacked into your phone because of what you said during his uh, his match. Yeah, well, I got a lot more to fucking say about that, but we'll get there. Uh, getting down to brass tacks here. This was a solid match. It was good, like we expected to. I really wish Samoa Joe would have won, but I get it. You know, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, it, it was a solid match. I love Samoa Joe. I've said it a million times. I'm going to say it fucking again. He's got one of the best strikes in wrestling. Uh, after seeing Jade Cargill and Anna Jay looking like, you know, 12-year-olds practicing gymnastics, um, seeing Joe lay those punches in, it looked legit. It was just a solid, solid match. Um, they even did on the pre, like the pre-tape promos, Adam Cole talking about, yeah, he's bigger than me, he's stronger than me, but I'm smarter than you. I face the biggest guys in the world. I know how to take an advantage. And that's pretty much what they did in this match. It was solid. Was it five stars? Mm-hmm. No, but it was good. It was enjoyable. I was engaged. We didn't text. Uh, I, B plus. B plus is very, very fair. I would give that for sure. Um, I, I called the right winner. I didn't call, what do you call it? Um, I called Jay Lethal. It, they keep alluding to that for weeks, all this stuff. They keep bringing it out. Nothing. Yeah. Could have capitalized. But I'm glad you didn't because I wanted the turn into, tournament to be just that. Legit, the tournament. Yeah. Uh, but at the same point, man, come on. Owen Hart, full of fuckery, right? He used to do heel things. So it's okay to win by those things. Guy wore a goddamn cast for a year and a half. Yeah, I know. Uh, I thought the thing was getting grimy by the end. I know. First time meeting, which is, I I never knew that this is actually the first time meeting with Cole and in Joe. In the ring, yeah. Joe yeah, did well, choke yeah. him out um, when he was just the... Uh, yeah, yeah that, there's that. You know what I just thought about recently was Cole's promo with Cross. They give you the girl, the lights of this. You know what they do for me to make me feel special? They ring the freaking bell. God damn. And last night is one of the first times I can say that Adam Cole has finally showed up to all elite. Yeah. He had some okay matches. He's facing Orange Cassidy. I didn't, there, his matches with Adam Page were meh. Because Adam Page isn't that great a champion. He was good, all right, to do his thing. And it, it was all right for a storyline. Not everything's a home run. But it, it just, it didn't sit well with everybody. Now, hopefully with where we're going, it could be better. 
Because think about who we're talking about right now. Adam Cole, perfect challenger for your new world champ. A lot of options. Yep. Winning this tournament could be a big thing for him. Got to see him actually have a good wrestling match. Then we follow up directly after with the women's uh, match. Now, okay. <laughs> I'm all, I'm a musician, okay? I absolutely love if you're going to come out and play. Nia Strauss is probably one of my favorite people to come out and play. You know why? She's playing. She's doing her thing. She's not showboating that much. She does what she does at a real concert. Fozzie's guitarist, I was hoping, would just fucking roll his ankle with how much he was jumping, doing the machine gun with his guitar at the camera. Jump, 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 jump. All over the place. Someone else dipped into the Addy kind of early. This guy was all... It was just so fucking distracting. You're talking about Rancid? Watching him... No, 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 no. The guy who played Britt Baker to the ring. Oh. Okay. I got confused there for a second. Horrible. Yeah. Or Britt, Britt Baker came out first. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why I'm saying gotcha, this. And then... Rancid. Yeah, you gave that a little bit. No, but, which is huge because everybody knows that Punk is best friends with... I think it's the bass player of Rancid. Right. You've seen him in the Best in the World DVD documentary. He's interviewed. That's one of his best friends. And he was he hugged Punk at ringside right as Punk went to the match. I'm not sure if he caught yeah. him, but Rancid was at ringside. But they play Ruby Soho. Now, alright, I, I didn't get to tell you this, but not only am I on the in-laws land, so I set up the porch, the, the outdoor porch where I had podcasted several times. Got the projector set up, huge setup, got the speaker going and everything. So when they when they're showing the promo, I my wife goes, Oh, I remember her showing up at all out. Because right? we we, we all watch that in the barn with the projector, and I go, Yo, I sing her song on this show all the time because I just love it. And I sang it to them, and then as the first verse happened, I was not singing anything because I was just in complete awe that it was fucking Rancid, man. I was like, Rancid is playing her to the ring. I go, she's just won the tournament, baby. Yeah, Ruby. So, no, Dr. Britt Baker won. Yeah. You couldn't even give Ruby the rub on this? Yeah, so I had a laugh because I ended up sending you another tweet later. Uh, we might as well just mention it now because I had a freak out moment. Yep. I was watching Rancid, and then I'm looking. I'm like, Triple H is in Rancid? I'm like, is Same he here. Elite? It was fucked up because there was one shot in particular where you looked and it was the bald head, the beard, and the leather jacket. I'm like, holy fuck, that's Triple H. Same here. It was weird. And it's funny because the tweet you sent was someone tweeted saying, Too much. yo, I'm so stoned, I thought that was Triple H. And I was like, well, here. <laughs> um, this match was not as great. Uh, both are great wrestlers, uh, especially, you know, um, Baker's gotten so much better. Uh, from the first heel promo, went about five minutes too long for me. Yeah, um, and, nothing. And, it, not that every match went too long. I'm saying because sure. I, I know I said everything was too. A lot of things were too long. This one, if it didn't open the show, I kind of would have been happy if it opened the show. Yeah, Rancid comes out, Ruby Soho comes out, wins it. That would have been awesome. Yeah, but if that's not the plan and Britt Baker's going to go over, it was better to be in the middle of the show. Uh, but I anticipated this match going about ten ish. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the real sour spot was Ruby Soho trying to lock in the sharpshooter. And I say trying because it did not go well. It did not go well at all. No. And that's not the first time. Um, God damn it. And I, you know, I'm so glad that I'll, I'll hold off on my commenting because I'm pretty sure I texted it at some point. Yo, what? And I was like, you do realize that her ankles are touching your ankles. This isn't a sharpshooter. You have her in an ankle lock at best. Yeah. And she's just laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. She had her leg trapped. And I go, if she knows bad. Yeah. I go, if she taps to this, <laughs> I'm going to be mad. Even though I want Ruby to win, please don't tap to this. Please know in your mind that this, this sharpshooter is not on properly. Yeah. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Britt Baker wins. Um... Speaking of, I may not get the chance to bring this up again, but several, you know, sharpshooters were attempted in the night. Only one hit, and it was CM Punk doing it to Adam Page. I had a small moment, small minor moment when he did it because the whole night is in honor of Hart Foundation. He's such a Bret Hart fan. I had a tiny goddamn moment going, oh, my God, are they going to do a Montreal screwjob? I don't know why it came to my head for just half a second. And I was like, I don't think anybody else had that thought. But as soon as he locked it in, I go, huh? (laughs) All right. But Britt Baker wins. Now, I'm going to go at this as light as I can from. Okay. (laughs) Um, The lady who owns the winning horse of the Kentucky Derby came out. And presented both winners with the belts oh i'm sorry that was martha hart okay look at i could have been fine with just seeing the hat <laughs> she mentioned the hat i want to see everybody. and next year <laughs> <laughs> and what did you text me i you said because she says that next year i want to see everybody wearing a hat as nice as mine you go, what the actual fuck about her hat? And I go, I, she thought it was the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> and I just sent... Oh, my... That's why God. I sent the meme from... Tony Khan came out with her. I thought it was a trash can. I thought it was... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, Tony Khan came out with her, and I did hear uh, in the media scrum, he said, I ha- I wanted no part of being out there. She wanted him to walk her out, hmm. which is cool. Uh, she, she just, you know, he put this whole thing together, you know, and she actually thanked Tony Khan and Chris Jericho in the, in her speech. First of all, I thought they had the podium backwards, but apparently it's a two way podium. Because she stood on it and I go, oh my God, they have it backwards. Turn it, turn it. And then she put papers down and looked at it. I go, oh, okay. Never seen that before. The speech was long yeah her mention of her hat got weird and then she held each title as if she fucking won it she held it in front of adam cole for like 10 seconds and he was like give me the shit can i have it can, can, can i touch it and then when she puts after that she hands the one to brit before she hands it to brit baker she puts it at her waist. He goes, ha, 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 and then puts it up again in the air, holding it. And I go, what the fuck is going on right now? Hand them the championship titles. Then she picks up this thing that is this trophy that is like twice the height 
maybe three times the height of a Stanley Cup. And it looked heavy, and I go, please drop it. Please drop it. Please drop it. <laughs> it would just make this whole moment awesome. Look at I'm not shitting on her. I'm not shitting on Owen Hart, of course, the foundation, any of this. I'm shitting on just the entire execution of this entire moment. But the way she talked, I'm not sure if she was hanging with TK in the background there. Oh, you know. All right, next moment. No, 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 no. You got to give me a couple things to say here. So the titles, <laughs> the titles were modeled after the the Stampede belts from Stampede Wrestling in Canada. Okay, all right, that's cool. That, so that's really cool. So that I mean, that was his father's promotion. So you know, before he sold it to Vince. That's fair. Uh, so I didn't realize they were off that. Okay. Yeah, so it looked really good. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is just uh, I'll summarize uh, our conversation and what was the beginning of the downhill slide for us for the rest of the night, or at least for me. Uh, I just wrote Adderall's a hell of a drug, and then the gif of Rick James <laughs> laughing from the Rick James episode of Chappelle Show, which is now is my this official the response so the... meme to you for anything that I'm going to laugh at. You send me something funny, I'm sending you back that gif for eternity. That's it. It's the new thing, dude. It was hysterical how it worked out during this show because every time something would happen, like just some like a bad botch or something like that, you would just send that gif and I was losing it. We were both equally laughing, I can only assume. Especially during the Anarchy Rules match. I was I it was like in tears. I was laughing. I I would start giggling when I was about to send it. When I pulled it up on my phone, when I pulled up the gif, I would start cackling. It was just it was insanity. Yeah, uh so Brit Adderall is a hell of a drug, basically was the uh the theme of the night from here on out and i'm i'm sorry what time is this 10 10 30 uh, about 10 30 yeah 10 30 wait it's 10 30 and we have like seven matches to go we're ending at midnight apparently let's do this yep, there we go uh yeah so let's see uh where did i write who was, I next write? Who was up next week? uh why did I, I wrote at one point here i wrote that bitch dead I'm like, I wonder what what match that was. Oh, up next was no, Kyle no, O'Reilly no, and no, Darby no, Allen. No, that wasn't next. No, no, let's not skip. Here's another one that we some reason didn't text for. I am guessing because we just decided that <laughs> we didn't want to even talk about this match. It was Scorpio. Please tell me it's the six person. It's the six person. Scorpio, Sky, Ethan, Page, Page Van, Page Van Zandt versus Sammy Guevara, uh, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conti. Uh, CBS Sports gave it a B minus. Uh, it, it gets a D at least. A D at least. Okay, first of all, this was the RKO super party, not a super kick super party. This was an yeah. RKO because Sky every vert. Yeah. I Kazarian too. Sky Guevara and Kazarian did one. Every I'm pretty sure every goddamn person did one at some point. The but. I'm not complaining. They were really awesome. A couple of them were like real badass ones. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to go all the way back to the second match. Nick Jackson could take a hell of a uh, twist, twist of fate. fate. Yes. That, oh my Land God. Planting himself. his head like vertical, vertical in the air. Yep. One of the best. That. That's the RKOs were kind of like that, but would you just give them? Uh, CBS Sports gave him a B minus. And what did you give it? A D. 
That's being all right. I'll give it. I'll give it a D. I won't go D minus because then obviously the next one is full of fuckery. I don't think anything necessarily had an F. Yeah, Jade Cardinal (laughs) and a Jade. Hang on, I'm telling you that was fucking terrible. That was close. So I will say that this match was weird because Kazarian was having trouble being on the same page as Guevara. So. He actually takes Guevara out, but then still continues the match and tags him a couple of more times, too. Weird. Weird shit. Um, we got pay-per-view tongue. You know, you, dynamite, you get like a, a ba 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 bum and that's it. This was a ba ba da ba ba da ba ba da ba 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 that's not how I would have said it, but I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's no disputing that. I mean, here, the way I look Th- at it that is was that... the only time I felt like chatting. Or I was going to text you and say, normally got to turn to other channels to watch this kind of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this was uh, so Paige Van Zant was kind of like, uh, you know, it's like, hey, mom, can we watch Ronda Rousey's debut at WrestleMania? We have Ronda Rousey's WrestleMania debut at home. That was Paige Van Zandt. <laughs> she wasn't bad. It was it was hip toss, hip toss, and an arm bar. <laughs> she wasn't bad, but I mean she wasn't no. botchy. She wasn't bad as Anna J. Um and I mean, hey, you got to see And she had her husband at ringside yeah. just like yeah. uh Rousey has hers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to see Ty Conti on screen. Uh I basically just blocked everything else out and that was what I took away, and it was still a D. Uh so yeah. Uh do we need to talk about this match anymore? No, I'm not going to lie. I spent the better part of this match um, just prepping nuggets because I had a feeling yeah. that the rest of the night was going downhill from here. Same here. Once I realized what time it was and how much time we were spending even on this six-person match and all of everybody's entrances, all the fighting, all of that, and I go, oh, my God, it's 11, and we still have so many more matches. I go, all right, I'm going to go get a plate of chicken nuggets. Yeah. Again. So, um yeah, I think that's when we were texting pictures of Martha Hart back and forth and uh, Rick James memes. Uh, yeah, so next one <laughs> was the match that was kind of just thrown on the card. That conversation actually summed up itself. It was just pictures. <laughs> we didn't. Need, we, there was no words. You sent a picture of Martha Hart. I sent a picture of Rick James. All right. <laughs> yeah, so the next match was the match that they kind of just throw, threw on. And honestly, it was one of the best matches of the card. It was Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen. This was fucking sick. Um I go. This is why you wrote that bitch dead. <laughs> that bitch dead. Darby does one of his dives, and you know Darby, man. He gains up every bit of speed, steam, and he goes full force. He kind of pulled a fucking uh, Enzo. I think his foot clipped the rope because he basically just landed yep. on the floor, like face first. And I was waiting for the X. To and go they up. never ever showed it again. They did not. And then they and they even referenced it because he goes and does another Swanton or not. So I'm sorry, uh, another Tope Suicida that Kyle O'Reilly catches into a uh, guillotine. Uh, like, yeah, which was dope. Yeah. Dope moment. I was like, yo, knock him out there, count him out, end of the match. Why not? Yeah. I'm okay with that. That would have been a great ending to the match. Better than the knee stomp ending, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, that was a little flat. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned it as reminiscent of Benoit Mang when they did the, the whole Tongan death grip. And then there was something else with the rock in Mankind. Yeah, Rock went for like an elbow or something, and, and uh, Mankind caught him with the mandible claw. Yeah, so it's cool to see yep, that Yeah, the shit. jump. You, so, you did mention the, the spots on Kyle O'Reilly's back. 
And the, oh and my so, god, dude! All right, look at there's getting some suction cup done to you know help your get the toxins out and things like that. The boy looked like he had the hiv <laughs> or something. <laughs> to which I responded with a Rick James meme. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when i told you it's my default from now on <laughs> so now not only this um what i was going to reference is that jr is like we're going to show you this this uh the, that first dive as soon as we can folks they never ever ever showed it again i think it's because it's that bad i still haven't seen it so i gotta re-see it at some point yeah i'm sure i'll you'll see it out there somewhere but yeah, so this this was a solid match, man. I mean, if anything, I, I I'd give this an A minus, maybe. You know, I, to be honest with you, I'm good with an, a solid A because of the guys, the match, the effort, no botches, and it was actually the quickest match of the goddamn night. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, again, the, the the finish wasn't great. It was it was lackluster. Uh, Darby, aside from you know the death defying and you know shit that can go wrong with that, he he is really getting better and better and better. You know. He's yeah. got a lot of potential. Just give give the boy a steak I, every once in a while, you know something. But I'm okay that he lost because he's he's always pretty much with yeah. most of his matches. On the big stage, Kyle O'Reilly's first singles pay per view in AEW. Good win. I was happy with it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Next, we had Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Um, uh, man, this is another one. It just it just didn't do it, man. Uh, we tried another sharpshooter in this one, and it didn't go very well. Deep. Deep tried it, right? Yeah. Or Rosa. Yeah, no, Deep tried it. It wasn't good. And then... You said, you said it's something it's up with gravity because... in Vegas. Nobody can elevate for a submission. Oh, it was the cloverleaf, yep, That's too. what it was. It was the cloverleaf. That's what it was. So someone else tried the sharpshooter again, and then... It, in the, uh... Oh, my God. I think it was actually in the sixth man tag or something like that or maybe darby was trying it on kyle so there was multiple attempts but then yes it was a clover leaf that finally that uh deep could barely get her up for i was like oh my god no one can do anything and that's why i said is the gravity different there wrong person one i i know that people are like yeah but it's too early to take the title off rosa guess what not everybody needs a full year reign um you haven't given her enough time it didn't matter i think that deep should have won the title personally now it's too late. If she wins any other time, it is too late for Serena Deep. I'm saying that right now. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you can keep it going. I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel. The women's division needs to kind of get sorted out, and yeah, I don't even know where to start at this point. So, if anybody needs that drug, Adderall's a hell of a drug. They should <laughs> amp it up into the women's division. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, uh, yeah, this is, uh, you said, uh, this pay-per-view has been a letdown so far and you weren't wrong. And then ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a shit show. <laughs> that was a legit, that's a quote. All right. I thought Justin Roberts botched. He goes, ladies and gentlemen. And then what's weird is that if I'm not sure about you, but you could hear some talking in the, in the earpiece as well. Uh Like someone talking. And I I think that's kind of what they were trying to get to, but I go, yo, you can hear backstage producers right now. He goes, ladies and gentlemen. Then I thought he's botching because of the talking. And he goes, this is going to be a shit show. Okay. All right. That saved it. All right. That was good. To which your response was. 
I don't like him, but I popped for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Justin Roberts moment. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. But, uh... This is where shit really got off the rails. I didn't stop laughing. All right. The, the entrance for uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, they looked like they were in a Backstreet Boys uh, video. Yep. K-pop band. And the first thing you wrote... Oh, my God, yes. This, this was actually one of my favorite. This is where I know we went off the rails. First line that you said. Hager looks like a fucking clown. To which you responded, is a clown. <laughs> that, too. Um, I liked, uh, you know, obviously Moxley and uh, team all showed up through the crowd. Danielson looked like a badass. Had a sleeveless shirt on. He had, like, a... I don't know, man. They look like pants that were made for fighting somebody in the street. I don't know what the fuck they were, but he looked like a Yo, he looked like he was in the greasers for the outsiders, and they were going to rumble at the end of the night, man. And we're doing it for Johnny. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Was Ray Liotta in that? No. So, so, <laughs> so, so, during, so during the entrance, that was at 11, 10 p.m. that I wrote that. Um, let's see two minutes later uh wild thing was still playing and you go is the music supposed to help at least put on another bar fight song um i thought it would have been great if it was like a jukebox and all these bar fight songs like like all of a sudden you hear dropkick murphy something man i don't know just wild thing just all of a sudden restarted itself uh a couple minutes later i wrote fuck this match and you replied in the words of corny it's a fucking abortion it is and the best part about it was seeing jacked up, steroided, coked out, or Adderall, Jared Leto, bro, someone hit an artery. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, within seconds, he was just he a w- crimson mask, in the words bleeding. of JR. Yeah, he wouldn't stop bleeding. I wrote, okay, that was dope. I don't know what spot that was, but... <laughs> so here we go, one of our first JR lines. I think it was Kingston and somebody were backstage. Something happened. They did something with the environment, right? And Chair goes, what's next, for God's sake? Dippin' Dots? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I posted the Rick James meme again after that one. They had a couple of spots where uh, Moxley was riding around on a old cart or old person's cart with Jericho, which is... Oh, wait. Oh, so so I didn't... that is one of the points where Jericho... I said Jericho needs to go. Jericho had an, a, like a motorized scooter, and he's trying to get it running. Okay? Yeah. Can't get it running. Moxley comes up behind him, punches him, gets him like in a sleeper, and drags him to the electric scooter. So, like, Moxley's sitting in it, but he's got Jericho kind of draped across him. Moxley says, oh, well, I got him in a sleeper. Hold, I'll turn the thing on, and we'll drive around. He can't get it started. Jericho... While being held in a sleeper out. hold, looking like he's about to pass out, just opens his eyes and starts fiddling with the controls. And then he looks right at the fucking camera like, oh, I didn't know you were filming me. <laughs> oh, shit. Are we doing this live? It was <laughs> the worst ever. I was hating everything so much. The wild thing was still playing. So uh, there's another. Here's another JR line. I don't remember what it was in reference. They don't give a shit, kid. (laughs) So I go. JR's on fire. His meds must be wearing off. You're like he's drunk and he's on his best night. And then the spot with the mustard. You go blood mustard. What I call a Tuesday night. 
followed up with the Rick James meme again. And this is where I wrote, I can't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing. Then they were choking somebody, and you're like, where's Justin Roberts? A belt choke dragging. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I yeah, can't remember Garcia. who was being it, dragged. It was but Yeah. Which, okay, I, I we'll get to his part in a minute. I've never seen it. looked like The Walking Dead. Yep, that's exactly uh, what I said. If, if there is a team that is probably the most over on your roster and you need to put right into the tag team title division, I think we end up alluding to it in our text. Oh, yeah. You know, how powerful. Yep. They come out. They get the crowd going, dude. And they were actually oh doing the most. God. They did the most real wrestling. They did the grunt work of stuff. They, re- they actually did the real good shit as opposed to walking around punch near a fan. This, they were actually doing the stuff. Yeah, you're right. No William Regal. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was definitely surprised by that. Um, yeah, they, they tried to put Moxley. Moxley ended up putting like a board with barbed wire on top of a table. He ended up landing on it. He didn't go through it, so he landed on the barbed wire and then just kind of slid backwards. Um, somebody did a tope suicida, and, and Jim Ross just got really sarcastic. He goes to Tony Schiavone and goes, It's a tope suicida, Tony! <laughs> 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 that was probably one of my favorite parts of the entire night. Oh my god. Uh I wrote this is the worst Jericho's ever been. Um Let's see. Uh He was just laying there, man. Most of the night he was or most of that match he was just sitting and doing nothing. Oh man. Let's see here. Uh you go, "Yep, this match eats this match eats ass." Um, then that's when Kingston came down and he was just bloody battered. He did look like a zombie and he had a gas can. (laughs) Like he was rolling his eyes in the back of his head, (laughs) which I get it. Like you're supposed to be out of it and stuff, but he really looked like a real fucking guy who was, he looked like, like the guy that comes back at the end of die hard. Didn't expect him to be alive. And he's just coming out, you know, it's (laughs) and proceeds to pour gasoline on not only Jericho, but his own partner, Brian Danielson, which leads Danielson and him to come to blows. And now basically Jericho and uh, Swagger, or Hager, get the upper hand and choke out Danielson with the rope, which they have taken the entire rope down. By the way, yeah. I had a thought about that. I was like, if I am any wrestler after this match, I'd be like, fuck you and your anarchy rules. Yeah, There's a million things you could have done. You took the rope out on us, man. Like, just what if it's not tight enough later? I'm just, you know, right. like, they have guys checking it in between each match. Yeah, so uh, this is hilarious. CBS is obviously a bunch of marks. They gave this an A+. Plus. What? What? Was, oh, my I, God. I'm At C, best? I'm giving it a C- minus just because of the amount of laughter that this produced. C+. Plus. Okay, fair enough. We'll go with that. Because I joyously laughed a lot during it. Yep. Uh, after this, you sent me a picture uh, of a screenshot where you said you thought a person had saggy tits, but it was just a turnbuckle. Yo, it was a guy standing there, and they kept <laughs> putting... It was just the right camera shot. Like, do you see it, though, right? <laughs> so it's a guy just standing there, but the turnbuckle is just right in front of him, but it's down just low enough. I thought it was an old lady with, like, a, just a sag of bag sands, you know? It was a bag of sands hanging there. And it was just... <laughs> That's what I thought it was, man, but it was, nope, nope, 
turnbuckle um, really threw me off. Yeah, so there's two matches left. I mean, shit, think about this. It's taken us almost an hour and a half to just re- talk about these results. That's that's how long this fucking pay-per-view was. Uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus uh, against uh, Keith Lee. I'm sorry, Keith Lee, Swerve, 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 Strickland, whose house, uh, and Team Taz. I At this point, I didn't care. I hope Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus would lose. They didn't. They retained. There was a lot of good high spots. It was good to see all the big men in there. I'll give it a C. C. Um, going to one of your texts, I did go back, and no, JR did not swear. Yeah. He did not say fuck in the match. Yeah, but there was a great moment where Tony Schiavone said, uh, huh, I said shit, but I almost hurt. I almost... <laughs> I, I actually texted it to you. Where is it in there? What did you text? I had it word for word when I. Oh, what Tony uh, Schiavone said. I almost said shit. I mean, I meant stuff. What? Huh? <laughs> well, that was a. Uh... Oh, by the way, they also show uh, this part. That's. I remember you said that was dope. Now I know what it was. Andrade Flair oh, yeah. shows up, and oh yeah, they got married. We got so is she Cher Andrade, Cherlet Andrade, Cher de Idolo? Yeah, yeah, Cheridolo. Yes. Anyway, so he has a knock at the door. They it's very very. Right, Little John and I had a conversation about the cool backstage segments that lucha underground used to have right very uh like a godfather type setting and it has the music it has the dramatic background all that stuff and they kind of used that a little bit with this and there was a knock at the door and the way the knock had the fist was up and i saw the sleeve i go oh god 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 because we're going in the forbidden door i go tetsuya naito close very close, because you called that for Forbidden Door for them to be either a team or something with each other. Yep. Um, very close, because a sister stable, if you will, the Los Ingonables de Mexico, Roosh, is here. And that is your former Ring of Honor world champion mm-hmm. as well. Looking like he's all elite. Please tell me that Andrade and Roosh are about to be a tag team with each other. Because it sounded like he's completely dropping the private profits and all that other yep. shit the way he sounded. Yep. That's the way that he definitely alluded to that, yeah. Excellent. Excellent use of Andrade. I don't need him to be a new Alberto Del Rio, million dollar man. We've seen that shit a million times. Get in there and do your thing. Because when you do get in there and wrestle, I like you. Your match against Johnny Gargano was fantastic. Yeah. Like everything since has been dog shit. You and Roosh get out there and do some work. I'm happy. That is what was dope. Now, let's get out of the main event. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had no uh, no proper service for this. So I waited until it was over. But as you all know, CM Punk is the new All Elite Wrestling World Champion. Uh, nothing that we called. Page almost turned, kinda. Right. I thought when Page went for the spot with the title and dropped it, I thought Punk was gonna pick it up and use it. Right. But I was waiting GTS for later and he wins. Uh 
are you trying, I think I actually texted this to you. I said, are you trying to make it look like your knee is hurt? Why you can't perform the uh, buckshot lariat? Oof. Yeah, he tried twice. At twice. Punk tried doing the flip. And it, I'm not sure if it, they were playing into a knee problem or what, because it was horrible. I think he just bricked it. Yeah, I got a funny feeling. He Twice? Just yeah. Yeah, he tried to do it again. He's like, no, 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 I got it, I got it. And he just fucking didn't. Go back to the end of the pay-per-view. He says, it while they're showing a replay, at the very end, his music's playing, he goes to the mic and points, and he says something. I'd Buckshot Lariat. I tried hearing it a couple times. I Ronda couldn't hear it. I want him to say, I want to see someone else try to take a buckshot, or do a Buckshot Lariat, like he called himself out. So... Punk wins. We go off the air. Not one. We're a month away from Forbidden Door, and you didn't use one person. Yeah, I know. I was expecting that. Little John was hoping for Kenny Omega. I think you said Kenny, Kenny Omega at one point Okada as well. Or Kenta. Well, anybody. I would have taken even the president of New Japan coming out and be like, "You are going to face Okada. <laughs> Whatever, anything." Right. And here's the thing: it's not like you can keep building matches weekly. Like guys are going to keep coming in, so. I assume tonight on Dynamite, they're just going to go, here's the card. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. They got to start building towards it. Maybe now that uh, Punk has the title, they can just take a little break and kind of keep uh, his next uh, feuds kind of bubbling while they focus on Forbidden Door. I think that'd be a good idea. Did you hear Did you hear after they went off the air who did come out? No. Oh, yeah. FTR came out. FT yeah. FTR came out, ho hoisted them on his, their shoulders, yep. and... Now, I may not have been right that he's turning heel right here, but God damn it, if he turns heel and, and aligns with FTR, I did get that part yeah, right. Yeah, you did. They came yeah. out and, and gave him respect. He's been out and watching their matches. They're going to align, man. But maybe as a good group. Yeah. Because, I mean, FTR is over as fuck, too, at the same point, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. The, the crowd was chanting, you deserve it. And Punk says, I fucking earned it. And in his media scrum, and I, I was really into the media scrum. Punk said that, it, you know, they were going on. This is the most important title to him ever, because not just he's here now and just saying it. It's the journey that took him all the way to get here, quitting wrestling, getting back, um, thinking that WWE was the mecca of what you wanted to be at and Ring of Honor was your favorite it was your baby and now you're back to pro wrestling and this is what you worked your ass off for to be on a bigger stage he's there and he got it and one question was do you think that uh some of the people in the back think you're taking their spot or that you know or people are not happy that you're here he said no one's saying anything to my face you, you can you can come to me and i'm an old school guy you let me know i haven't heard anything he said but if this is how we word this, I love it. If somebody has an issue with me, it's a nobody that has an issue with me. Good. Stoke the fire. I dig it. Right? I mean, because most likely, what is it? Like, who the you really think Brian Danielson or not I'm Brian Danielson? Let's let's go with your MJF, Darby Allen, Hangman Page. Do you think any of them are like, Punk should not be our champion? They're going to be like, no, man, that's a big name for us. We need that guy right there. You might get a Max Caster. You might get, you know, like a, not necessarily, I'm just saying, like, I can't imagine right. anybody like a powerhouse Hobbs 
Or Ricky Starks being like, no, we don't want Punk there. That's I feel like it's overall everybody's pretty happy that he's your champion. You would think so. I assume. Yeah. Now, media scrum. He chats. Jericho chats. Then, Tony Khan is, he's like, do we have other guys coming? Are they coming? Are they coming? They're not coming? They're coming? Maybe me? No? I'll, I'll keep talking. I can sit here. I'll talk. I'll, I'll talk. Okay, that's good. I'll talk. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll talk. Yeah, I got it. I'll talk. Okay, okay. Not fucking around. This is for real. I'm going to do as best as I can. I'm going to take a sip of water here because I cannot fuck this up. Got to practice this in my head already. Tony, you know, we got to ask you. We're seeing a lot online and people saying that tonight was a very lengthy show. And could you could you talk to us about it? You know, I I, I got to say, you know what? I'm going to say your name is Joe. Okay. Obviously. But the reporter. I'm use you as the reporter. Gotcha. Joe, here's the thing. You know, uh, one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time, WrestleMania 17, you know, that that had 14 matches on it, right? Tonight we had 12. 13 if you had the pre-show, right? You know, and, but some are a little longer. Some are a little more. Some are a little less. And I know that obviously with our time, we went on a little longer. But you look at Wrestle Kingdom. You look at WrestleManias nowadays. They're all, you know, between around that time. So I don't think we really pushed too hard. But the thing is, we were also facing Game 7 tonight. And you had Game 7, you know, between the, the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. You know, that, that game, it could have went either way. It could have pushed either way. Earlier in the week, they could have ended it. But the way it was pushing, it was looking like they were going to have a good chance to go to Game 7, which they did. Which is why I ended up making the choice of adding more matches into this pay-per-view because I wanted people to be able to buy them. Oh, but but take a break. Did you notice, right? Even towards the end, tell your friends it's still going if they want to watch I this know, pay-per-view. Right? They kept saying, I go, what the fuck? I go, who's going to go? Now I want to piss out $50 for no reason because the NBA Finals, they quit. By the way, I could have went on a little longer. That's how this dude was going. He doesn't breathe. He doesn't fucking blink. Adderall's a hell of a drug. Here's a good one. A lady then asks him, this is tremendous, okay? Remember, you're Joe the Reporter. Brenda over here, she goes, hi, Tony. He goes, you did great coverage of our uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view. She goes, thank you so much. And he goes, you see, in that one, that was a three-hour pay-per-view because we knew what we were doing with that kind of market audience. Sometimes you in a bigger market audience, you're looking to push a little more, push a little, a little more commercial audience. You have more. Three hours pay-per-view. Anyway, what were you saying, Brenda? So I was wondering, you know, with your day-to-day, -day, you, you're taking on Ring of Honor. You're also the, the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know that you can't at home see that right there. We did a lot of hard blinking, like, yeah, 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 like little tweak. He was drinking something, and I'm like, can't be just water. All right. <laughs> you know how some people have droppers for their, uh, <laughs> to make something have a grape taste right. for their water? Adderall. <clears throat> anyway. She, he then starts listing his day-to-day -day operations, Ring of Honor, and, and, you know, the, earlier this week, I met with Warner Brothers Studios. I met with guys, it was a great meeting, probably one of the best meetings I've ever had in my life. I felt so great after that meeting. But let me tell you, and the truth is, you know, we have Jacksonville Jaguars. We had a draft last week, and I'm looking at some really great prospects here. Bro went on a good two to three minute Jaguars tangent for no reason. And he goes, you, I don't even know if you even watch football, you know? And he goes, and when, you know, you have that, and he goes, and the, Joe. The length of the pay-per-view. And, and the guy, all of a sudden, he just went back to it. He just started going back to this reporter about the length of tonight's pay-per-view. And the guy goes, I didn't say anything. And Tony goes, huh? I don't know. What? And the guy literally goes, I didn't say anything. And Tony leans in. He goes, I'm, I, I, I was coming back to what I was saying to you earlier. And he goes, yeah, that's fine. You already answered that. 
<laughs> I am fucking dying. I want to turn this off. I want to go to bed. It's two in the fucking morning now. I can't turn this shit off. Here's not only are they playing onto this, but you know, people here in Vegas, they're very used to having a late crowd here. You know, when they have the UFC matches, they know that most of the matches don't even start till midnight. So they're fine around that around here. Yeah, but guess what? In Vegas, it's 10 o'clock there, motherfucker. In East Coast, it was 12 o'clock. We were goddamn tired at this point. Anyway, this thing just went way too long. But then he seriously did. What? Are, are, are you mad? Tony asked that reporter, that Joe guy, are, are you mad? And it's funny because comments are just going nonstop. I'm watching this on YouTube. Someone's like, you mad, bro? Are you mad? They're like, yo, he can't keep up with things. He's all over the place. Best line? Tony's Coke dealer is all elite. Jesus. <laughs> Let's bring it to the table. Just bring it, bitch. So, uh, you know, we like to break kayfabe on this on this show a lot. So, uh, yeah, I'll just say, you know, typically we take our break right before the Monday Night Wars. Had to do it a little bit earlier today, uh, and it's because of my bring it to the table because I didn't have one prepared because it's Memorial Day weekend. There's a lot of shit going on, and one of the things that I had to scramble and do before uh, we started the show today was uh, run out to the store and get some ribs. Got a couple racks on the smoker. Uh, I got a really fancy one. Got a pit boss, hashtag not a sponsor. Uh, and I've got an app on my phone where I can actually t- check the temperature so I can keep an eye on it from here. But uh, ribs were due for a little mopping, so I uh, went and took care of that, and uh, here we are. So, yeah. Is that why ribs. you've been looking at your phone so much throughout yep. this show? Pretty you're, much. You're checking the – oh, checking my God. Tabs. I was like, yo, this dude can't even focus today. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, man, still bringing the heat. Just got to keep an eye on them bitches. You know what I mean? Still got a few hours before they're ready. but. Well, that's what you did. That's cool. I took a blood shit. Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwig. Wing. Eh? It's Night Wing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey everybody, this is Nightwing. I got something for you real quick today. Let's go ahead and jump it off with uh, Will Osprey. He is uh, reportedly saying that he has no desire to go to WWE in any form or fashion because the performers are more actors than wrestlers. Now, I'm not really seeing the lie in that, so I kind of got to agree with him. But I still knock him a little bit just because of that match with Ricochet way back in the day where it was probably the most choreographed thing I've ever seen in my entire freaking life. Now, I got to slow it down a little bit for my next item today because I am not being paid for, endorsed, or given any kind of compensation for doing this. However, I just got to state it, back in my little neck of the woods of uh, Norfolk and Virginia Beach, Virginia, we have a little small franchise called the Dirty Buffalo. The Dirty Buffalo apparently has some uh, Rochester native recipes and whatnot that they decide to serve in this franchise restaurant down here and they are wrestling fans now i have contacted them to try to get an official endorsement for the show maybe a sponsorship but they have not contacted me back anyway in my spare time i do a little DoorDash um on the side and i looked at their menu today and they have the tag teams for their wings up here and the name of the tag team wings are just awesome you have the outsiders which is a garlic parmesan and a cajun rub the New Day, which is the Buffalo Soldier Rub and their Sweet Jamaican Rub. Legion of Doom, which is their stupid hot sauce and the Cajun Rub, 
Money Inc., the Cajun Buffalo and the Ranch Rub, the New Age Outlaws, Sweet Buffalo Rub and the Old Bay Rub, Harlem Heat, which is the Medium Garlic Lemon and Pepper Rub, and then they have the Bushwhackers, which is a Spicy Barbecue and the Old Bay Rub. Now, me being from Virginia, I'm going to tell y'all something special. If y'all ain't never had Old Bay Shaking Wings, it's a joy. If you've never had it, I'm telling you like this. Get you some butter, melt that joint down, get some Old Bay seasoning, and then shake them with butter, roll in Old Bay, let just kind of sit to dry. I'm telling you, you got to try it. But anyway, guys, that's your good shit for the week. I don't know. that that. We'll, we'll see how long the streak goes. One of one of no mentioning bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, honestly... I, it's funny how he mentions, yeah, that Will Ospreay doesn't want to go to WWE because they're actors, not wrestlers. But mm -hmm. And he says, you know, but that entire match with Ricochet, how choreographed yeah. it was. It was, but it was an athletic choreographed thing. No one was pushed off the ramp with a wheelchair. No one was told, I wish you died in the womb. Nobody was set on fire. Uh, no one punted a baby into the fucking stands. No one gave birth to a fucking hand. So, <laughs> that being said, the second part, man, lifelong dream. This is a real no bullshit thing. If I had my way, my own money, uh, just somehow, and it was in a, the right area, would love to open a bar that's straight wrestling thing. I may have mentioned it on the show before. I don't know if I ever have, but straight wrestling bar and where your TVs have different things going at different times, but you have certain theme nights, right? Like ladies wrestling night or oldies, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you have the drinks, you know, I'll get the power bomb or the, whatever the case is. And what Nightwing's talking about this restaurant near him having the, the side, uh, the tag team, you know, you have the Bushwhackers, the New Day, the, the wing combo. Money yeah, Inc. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's so cool, man. I'm like, oh, I got, a, I got to visit there. B, it's that's what I'm saying. I want an all wrestling theme kind of place. I'm like, but is there a niche for it? Probably not. You know, what I mean, yeah. there's fucking WWF New York in the middle of New York City, but it's also New York City. That's just a touristy place anyway. I gotta go. <laughs> I'm like, gotta go down south. But I'm like, mm, I got a little people in Alabama. <laughs> Uh, this is my sister wife. Let me ask you a question. If you and your wife get divorced, are you still brother and sister? <laughs> <laughs> Great transition into the wars. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Or become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! Hey, yo! Six Buck, you smell something? Yeah. It's us. It's worth the stuff. Now, the reason we're here is because fans have been calling and writing saying they're just not seeing enough of the NWO. John Michaels, will you face Stone Cold at the King of the Ring? 
Will I face Stone Cold at the King of the Ring? You know, first of all, I've got to tell you, McMahon, that I admire your guts for giving me a live mic on Raw is War in the mood that I'm in. But to answer your question, sure, I'll accept the match with Stone Cold, but Brian Pillman, I want, to, want you to understand one little thing. I am by no way, in any way, shape, or form, doing this as a favor to you. This is certainly just a special favor for my tag team partner that I can always count on. Brian Pillman, you can have left of what is left of Steve Austin when I'm done with him, with him at King of the Ring. Believe me, my friend, Austin, you're going to be singing this tune of sweet chin music one way or another. Pillman, you can have what's left, and you guys can beat the hell out of each other for all I care. Thank you very much. Shawn Michaels, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Who would have thought incest would come up so many times on this show in <laughs> so little time? Um, you know, I... I have no idea what I was going to say. No, I do. I, I finally remembered. Here it is. Uh, yeah, these opening sounds. If it seemed like Michaels wasn't totally there or on, look this promo up. It was June 2nd, 1997 for Raw. He's backstage, and I believe it's just him accepting the match to Stone Cold. He's just doesn't sound like he uh, waited to, to take his extra painkiller. It was so... I, 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 <laughs> I took a Benadryl. It was so rambling. I barely took notes on it because I just couldn't. Like, like I was typing stuff. And I'm like, none of this makes sense. <laughs> Benadryl's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to do this? Let's get because let's because we got to get yeah, to man. this part. All right, so we'll start with Raw. It's the go home show for King of the Ring. Uh, opens up with a recap of Austin and Shawn Michaels being unlikely partners, winning the tag titles, uh, as well as Taker realigning with Bear. Uh, show starts with Taker's gong. They stopped showing the timestamps. What's that? They stopped showing the timestamps. Remember how I was mentioning to you that, you know, last week it was at 8.07, or if at 8.30 at this time, they were oh, showing the yeah, exactly yeah, the yeah, time yeah, yeah. that was happening. They stopped doing them. just want to note that because I wanted to see huh. how, because I said, I go, I don't remember them doing this. How long does this last? Not long. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So uh, Taker comes out, doesn't have Bear with him. Uh, he's in the ring with Vince, uh, who wants an explanation. And Taker goes, it's very simple, yet very complicated. Well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just right. Yeah. And then someone ate my porridge. Yeah. Well, he says it's about blackmail uh, and to protect the ones that I love. Uh, I'll make a deal with the devil and make sure that Bear burns an eternity in hell. Uh, Bear ends up scurrying down to the ring. <laughs> Tell us, did you see? Did you like the way that he just shuffled down his uh, fucking curly shuffle right down to the ring? No, no, no. Uh, I, uh, <coughs> I gotta just go ahead. Okay. Uh, tells Taker, "You're my personal weapon of destruction. You do what I say." And Bear says, "You know, after we destroy everybody in the WWE, I'll be the ruler of the world." Well, naturally, on cue, Psycho Sid's music hits because he's the ruler of the world. Calls Paul Bear fat man. Kind of puts Taker over, says, you know, this guy beat me, and so I can, you know, see why he doesn't need to give me a rematch right away. Just kind of putting Taker over. Uh, but he says, but if you're aligning with Bear, then you're no better than him, and I want uh, a rematch tonight. Uh, Taker accepts. It's non-title. Uh, then the Nation's music hits. Uh, they cut a promo on Undertaker, and he runs up the ramp to get after Farouk, but nothing ever comes of that. They just go to commercial. Uh, then uh, we get backstage promo with Ahmed, and uh, the only note that I wrote is the only one that really matters, and 
Prozac anyone? <laughs> Prozac's a hell of a drug. <laughs> That's just whatever it is. Just yeah, insert just in this moment that. is a hell of a drug. There you go. Well, we do get Farouk versus Ahmed Johnson. We get a recap of the feud. Uh, Ahmed at the beginning has the hot start. You know, gets the crowd riled up. Uses Farouk's belt to whip him while the rest distracted. Uh, let's see. Uh, Taker runs down, starts going after the nation. Uh, and there's this big scrum. It was really uncomfortable and bad because Crush was kind of just standing around, like not participating, but watching his teammates get beat up, kind of just waiting for his spot to do something. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't very good. Uh, let's see. Taker throws Farouk. Uh, goes to throw him into the steps, but accidentally throws him into Ahmed Johnson. There's no DQ. There's no count out. Farouk just rolls Ahmed back into the ring and pins him. Okay. Uh, Undertaker gets surrounded by the nation. Lackluster. Yeah, very lackluster. He's able to take out uh, Savio Vega and Halo. <coughs> Farouk powders. Ahmed confronts Taker after the match and uh, swiftly gets a choke slam for his troubles. So there's that. Uh, next, we get the King of the Ring inflatable chair ad, just because I know that's important, and I want to make sure that I bring it up because it's absolutely terrifying. Next, we get Heart Foundation in the ring with Vince. Uh, Brett's on crutches again from Austin's attack last week. And we see Austin and Shawn Michaels on a split screen on the Tron. They're not even together because that's, you know, they're the odd couple. You know, they can't be together. Uh, Brett says his doctors have advised him it would be a wrist to wrestle, and therefore they will not be having their match at King of the Ring. So, there, there it is. you go. I was like, this has to happen at some point. How did this not happen? Because I knew what was going to happen. I was like, I did not remember this whole 10 minutes or less thing. Right. Yeah, just tease them with something that everybody's interested in and then just not do it. Uh, basically, Shawn Michaels cuts a promo on Austin, leaving him in the ring. And for- oh, so you mean a WWE thing? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> tease Let's him shit. with something and then not do it. Uh, Shawn Michaels cuts a promo on Austin while they're on the Tron. He's supposed to be cutting a promo on the Hart Foundation, but he cuts it on Austin. Uh, says, you know, you left me in the ring. Uh, you ruined my match with Brett. Austin says, well, you can just find me if you want. We can settle it, which is exactly what happens. Shawn just leaves and goes and does some jaw jacking with Austin, and Shawn Michaels just walks off. We go back to the middle of the ring. We got Brett uh, kind of collaborating with the group, and he's whispering something to Pillman. Pillman starts chuckling. Uh, and Pillman says, you know, we're just enjoying this lover's quarrel. And uh, you know what, Shawn Michaels, you can take my spot at, at King of the Ring, and you can face Austin at King of the Ring uh, as long as I get a shot at Pillman, or I get a shot at Austin on Raw. Shawn Michaels is backstage having a discussion with officials, and uh, we kind of come back to that promo that you're talking about uh, right after this next quick match, which is Owen defending the IC title against Bob Holly. Obviously, they reference that Bob Holly match where he rolled him up real quick, got the win in his hometown. Um, they they mentioned that Diana is going for the title of Miss Calgary during this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. Hopefully mm-hmm. she's not mouth-breathing when she does it. And uh, Owen wins pretty quick with the sharpshooter. But it was cool because I remember I was like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, I remember Bob Holly winning yeah. and beating it in the IC champ. But it's cool because they did that back in... in the day where if someone beats you, oh, now you deserve a championship match. And once you beat them, oh, well, you weren't that good. And that happened a lot on Raw and Superstars back in the day. It was perfect. So I, they don't do that as much now. It's just no. now they beat every goddamn match to death. Pretty much, pretty much. Well, speaking of to death, we've got Shawn Michaels backstage basically being asked if he'll face Austin at King of the Ring and said he's you know going to accept not doing it as a favor for Pillman. 
And uh, you know what? When I'm done with them, Pillman, you can have what's left to Austin. But yeah, this one was that's muscle much... relaxers are a hell of a drug, <laughs> especially with a little gin. Uh, after that, we get another gin <laughs> package. Um, Sweet th- gin music. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was terrible, but I like it. I'm going to give that an eight. <laughs> Thank you. That's good and terrible. <laughs> uh, we got a re- we got another. You know what? Fuck it. Play Soul Glow. It's the only sponsor we have for this show. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, it works. I like it. I, hey, did you listen to my intro today? <laughs> it's a whole fucking... The whole works. fucking movie's white except for us. <laughs> I, I got that wrong. That's backwards. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you really <laughs> did. <laughs> hey, oh Nightwing, what's that, what's that you always say to me? Might as well put another bumper in here. Hey, folks. I'm Nightwing. I'm black. I just had to let you know. Oh my god. All right, we're off the rails. All right. Uh, Are we at Night Show yet? (laughs) Next, we get Sunny Search and Soak mission again. Cornette, Headbangers, and Honky are going to ambush her. She's got the three way nozzle super soaker, which was actually kind of cool. I like that. Uh, But yeah, wetter is better. Next, we get Triple H versus Goldust, the feud that just doesn't end. Uh, We've got new face paint for Goldust. I'm pretty sure it's the first time he sported that one. Pretty cool to see. Uh, Goldust took a really nice turnbuckle bump. Uh, they were talking about that on the on the Cornet experience, uh, you know, about how it's kind of like a oxymoron to kind of talk about how somebody takes a, cor- a turnbuckle good because it, it obviously exposes the business, right? The idea is supposed to be, well, that guy threw him in so hard that he bounced off like that. When, when in reality, it's the guy taking the bump that's doing it. Uh, either way, looked really nice. He's, we know he's a good hand in the ring, so no big surprise there. Uh, yeah, because if you run it by a... Uh... A physicist or physics teacher, you know, you really <laughs> yeah, just go to yeah. <laughs> Dusty's my mentor. Dusty's my mentor. <laughs> God, I love that fucking shoot. All right. I did end up watching that again. Uh, so, yeah, so the, the end of this was a mess. China's holding gold dust against the ropes. Marlena tries to pull her down but can't. Uh, while China is trying to tend to Marlena, Triple H goes to hit Goldust with that uh, running flying knee. He ducks, hits China with the knee. Goldust gets a roll up for the win. Uh, China and Triple H are obviously pissed off. China says, "Well, fuck you." Ref throws him over the top rope to the outside, uh, and then we get an ad for the WWF hotline. Uh, three WWF stars are filming a unique music video, and another one almost had a career had their career ended. I want to know about the music video. I was ready to call that hotline. <laughs> I'm trying to think a music video. Yeah. Uh oh, I I think I do remember the it was a love song that Farouk, Crush, and Savio do together. They it was what brings back the, the nation. Instead of the four tops, it was it's, the three tops. Because the greatest Love oh. <laughs> <laughs> We go into Howard too. Yeah, Legion of Doom versus Austin and Shawn Michaels for the tag titles. Sexual chocolate! <laughs> uh, yeah, this match was what it was, basically. Uh, Howard Foundation is uh, at the ring uh, while Austin and Shawn Michaels are on the floor. 
Uh, at one point, Animal kind of accidentally bumps Hebner. Uh, Austin uses the title on Hawk, but only gets a two count. Uh, Shawn Michaels goes to confront the Hart Foundation, and Austin just grabs him by the hair and drags him back to the ring, and they fight and get counted out. So, there you go. Uh, next, we get more Mankind history. Uh, we get the Cactus Jack ears, his time in Japan. Uh, he uh, he had a good line I liked. He said, no, you know, no, no matter how much I got mutilated, it healed me spiritually. Might have used that one already in one of the previous ones, but I, again, I really like that. Uh, he talks about how he was on the plane. He was on a plane once, and I thought he was going to tell the story about he was still smoldering from that match with Funk where somebody said, you know, thought he was smoking. Uh, and it was just his mm-hmm. arm basically still smoldering. But it wasn't. It was basically, you know, they saw all the scars on him, so they gave him a, a seat in first class, and the lady sitting next to him didn't want to sit next to him, so she paid double just so she could go sit and coach away from him. <laughs> uh, and next week we will get the final transfer. I have that effect on women, so. too. Next, we get Savio Vega versus Mankind in the King of the Ring. Uh, Lawler's on commentary. He's going to face the winner of this match. He's starting, you know, he's basically just talking shit about Mankind. Mankind's on the floor at one point, just pulls him across the commentary desk into the floor. Crush goes to hit Mankind, uh, hit Savio instead. Mankind wins. Uh, and that's the second or third time that Vega and Crush have miscommunicated. They're brawling. Uh, the nation looks like they're going to break it up, but Farouk just walks to the back instead. And we've got a final four for the King of the Ring. We've got Ahmed versus Triple H and Mankind versus Lawler. And our main event, we got Sid versus Taker. Again, not for the title. Uh, really not much to say. It, it's a typical big man match. Uh, Taker hits the tombstone for the win, gets jumped by the nation afterwards. Sid does make a save, cho- uh, choke slam Savio and crush, uh, but gets chopped blocked and gets taken down. Um, I saw a sign somebody had uh, it said, Bring back the warrior. <laughs> who was it warrior no it might have been it was enzo before it was enzo uh, and it goes off sid and taker in the ring of the nation just walks off uh both of them beaten down so uh you know uh definitely progressing things with austin Shawn michaels the heart foundation uh taker and, and mankind taker mankind well mankind and taker and bear uh but still just kind of flat right. not a whole lot going on on this show it it, it seemed like they <laughs> The main focal point was only the Austin and Michaels feud as opposed to using multiple directions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a theme, really, for both shows, really, right at this point. I mean, it's NWO-focused or nothing. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Speaking of... Our, our other sound <laughs> clip, open. Uh, we get NWO's music hitting for the open of Nitro. We get Hall and Six in the ring. And we get the line that you heard earlier. You smell that because we're the stuff. Not the first time he's used it, but he hasn't used it in a while. So uh, always good to hear him say it. Uh, Hall has both tag titles with him uh, as uh, Nash isn't there. Six tries to do a flare impression. Didn't go very well. I could have done better personally, but it's a different story altogether. Hall says, <laughs> flare is a worn-out recording of your favorite song. Great line. Great line. I love it. Uh, Accurate. Especially in 2022. Uh, calls out Flair, and J.J. Dillon runs to the ring. Says, you're looking for Flair? Well, I just spoke to him. He's in a Learjet. He's on his way to Dayton. And you'll be facing him tonight. Uh, you basically talk your way into a verbal contract. And if you don't face Flair tonight, you're going to forfeit those tag titles. Big pop. Hall's not happy, but... It's uh, it's funny that you you say the... He does the, the Flair impression. And, and No, what was it? No. 
What did Hall say right after that? Uh, worn out recording her favorite it? song. Yes, that line. They're saying accurate things. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're saying things that they really mean. Kind of like the the we had to pave over the potholes that you left. You know, right. it, it's they're saying things that they really were feeling at that time. And it's funny because of all the things, Punk and Page used a little paving conversation in their in Dynamite last week. I'm not sure if you caught that. Yep. He goes, "I'm the one that paved the road for you to even be to ever be an AEW champion or be here for that." And I wanted, I was like, "Please tell me they studied this one and they decide." And he just says, "Yeah, we left a bunch of potholes and I had to fill them all in." I'm like, "Go with it, go, go, go!" Because <laughs> since we just talked about it, but. I never realized that that analogy has been used so many times in wrestling. Yep, yeah, it's cool <laughs> to see it referenced. You, you'll start noticing that a lot of stuff today. You know, uh, you'll see little throwbacks, oh, totally. especially with Punk. So, no surprise there. Oh yeah. <clears throat> we get uh, Alex Wright versus Glacier. Uh, Alex Wright fully embracing the dancing and the heelishness. Uh, Wright actually gets some early offense in, gets a little cocky, and Glacier gets a quick win. Uh, basically, what happens is Mortis and Wrath come down. There's a beat down. Wright joins in. Uh, but uh, Glacier's able to make the comeback and takes everybody out. Hooray. Speaking of hooray, there's a lot of hooray coming up here. Stuff we can blow through, like Joe Gomez versus Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell won with a blockbuster. After that... Next! Oh, yep. Hugh Morris comes to the ring, and on his way down, he gets jumped by Conan, who then just runs off. Morris looks very stunned, but goes to the ring anyway. And... There was a weird spot on this, and I don't know if they were trying to play off of it because Morris was, you know, stunned or whatever. There was a spot where Ayukea ducked a lariat from Morris, but Morris's leg was out, and he ended up kneeing him in the midsection. It didn't look like it was planned. It looked like Morris was just out of position. I That or I think that they both had two totally different moves in mind because I watched that too. I go, what just happened there? <laughs> I actually rewound it. Yeah, I watched it again. Yeah, uh, but IUK gets the win and Conan taunts, taunts uh, Morris from the ramp. Uh, next we get Mean Gene on the ramp with J.J. Dillon, who's having a busy night tonight. Uh, does verify we're going to get Hall versus Yeah, Hall. learning how to talk. Yeah, I know. He didn't Yo, do he too, has issues talking. He didn't do too bad. He didn't do too bad. Uh, we will get Hall versus Flair tonight. Gene asks about the tag team situation. Says that there is going to be a tag title match at Great American Bash, and they're looking at to see who the number one contender after that will be. Committee has looked at all the records, and the Steiners are number one. Harlem Heat and Sherry come out to dispute. Uh, Sherry says they're number one. They want a shot. And JJ says, well, if the Steiners win tonight, that pretty much cements them as the number one contenders. We call that foreshadowing. <laughs> Next, we get a, a DDP hype I love package. it. <laughs> Yeah, right? I mean, let's be honest here. No, it's perfect. No, it really is. So next we get uh, Masahiro Chono and Great Muda versus the Steiners. Said match. Shivani calls it uh, the tag team main event a quarter of the way through the show. We actually get to see... Well, he meant there's no other tag matches tonight. Okay, well, that's not right either. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We actually get to see Muda wrestle this time, at least a little bit. We get to see some of the high spots. We don't get to see a Muda lock, but we get to see some of the shit, so that was cool. Uh, at one point, Rick takes the NWO shirt, stomps on it in the middle of the ring. Uh, Harlem Heat basically interferes, and Muda's able to win with a leg lock. Uh, Rick is out from a chair shot. 
uh, or from an attack on the outside. Muda gets the leg lock on, but Rick's out, and his shoulders are on the mat and gets counted three. So that's that. So there's there's your foreshadowing. I guess the signers aren't the number one contenders anymore. Well, speaking of, Gene's on the ramp again with J.J. Dillon, and this time Harlem Heat, and he says, I guess that makes us the number one contenders. And uh, J.J. Dillon says, if you want to stay in the hunt, you better win your match tonight. Sherry is, Sherry is mouthing off at Gene, and Gene just goes, you know, you're making me nervous. <laughs> I love me, Gene. He, he, likes his, he likes his women to be like woman, you know, yeah. where you're not yelling. You're just very subtle and touching it. But even then, he's like, God, good God, woman, let me finish this interview. Yeah. Uh, we had an hour or two. We get Gene on the ramp with Flair. You know, mean, woo, Gene. Still love Gene. it. Gene! <laughs> uh, Flair says it. <laughs> Flair is hyped as fuck. Flair is, is in one of his moods where he's just off the chain. Flair says to Hall, I'm going to stomp a pothole in his toothpick-chewing white honky ass. <laughs> you wrote that word for word. Good for you. I, you got it all. <laughs> Oh, man, it was a great promo. Again, I didn't take too many notes just because it's flair. Yeah. Champagne and women's a hell of a drug. I don't know. (laughs) Next, Trolling my dick is a hell of a drug. (laughs) Next, we get Wall Street versus Dean Malenko, U.S. title match. Um, Yeah, Jeff Jarrett comes out of nowhere and grabs Malenko's ankle. Uh, Wall Street's able to reverse it, and this is where things get kind of sloppy. Commentary calls a three count. Patrick only calls two. Uh, Malenko had his shoulder up and his foot on the rope before the three count anyway. Uh, uh, Malenko gets Wall Street and the clover leaf. Wall Street keeps going for the rope, but Patrick's standing in his way. Uh, like he's purposely blocking him. Wall Street keeps grabbing for his leg, and then they just call it. It, it was a weird sloppy finish. And we get Jeff Jarrett in the ring with Gene and Deborah. He wants his rematch against Malenko. Malenko agrees. Uh, you know, Slambery was no fluke. Mongo runs down and basically just runs down Jeff Jarrett and says, All right, Deborah, let's go. And Mongo says, You stay with your husband. And then he cuts a promo on Kevin Green. A little disjointed, but they got to get their shit in, I guess. Next, we get Cyclope and Damian versus Harlem Heat, the aforementioned match from earlier. What do you think happens? Steiners run down. Run interference, take out Harlem Heat, and Cyclope and Damien get a win. Uh, Damien won with one of the worst splashes I've ever seen. All right. Next, we get the match uh, between Barbarian and Benoit so he can get it Sullivan. Uh, no woman at ringside today. This is what you would expect from this match. Hard hitting, you know, uh, Benoit, mm-hmm. you know, looks good. Barbarian's able to keep up with him, go trade, you know, trade shots out there. Uh, Barbarian goes for a superplex, but Benoit knocks him off and hits the flying headbutt for the win, locks in the crippler after that. Uh, next, we get Gene with Benoit and Hart to talk about, okay, well, I won my match. Where's where's Sullivan? And uh, This is all sorts of fuckery. I don't understand it. It, it, it is it. all sorts of fuckery. Gene gets pissed off and says, a little decorum here, damn it. Jimmy Hart basically says, uh, well, step two is the Great American Bash. You can have a de- death match with Mang, and next week I'll tell you what step three is. Okay, so we're just doing this again. But wouldn't step three be the... Uh, anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> Next we get Scott Hall with uh, Flair versus Flair. Uh, match starts exactly how you think it would. 
Scott Hall flicks the toothpaste in Flair's face, and Flair starts laying in the shots. Gets the early advantage. Start working the knee and the leg. Uh, 1.6 tries to assist early. Flair knocks him off the apron. Uh, Flair does my, one of my favorite spots, the turnbuckle spot. He gets whipped in the turnbuckle back flip to the apron, and he runs and he just jumps on six for the beatdown. Nice looking spot. Uh, obviously, though, it. I love when he used to do that. Oh, yeah. It's, and sometimes he'd hit it, sometimes he would. And that was the whole point, though. It worked whenever he did it. Yeah. He knew exactly which one to do. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Uh, six hits up Bron- Six is just interfering throughout this whole match. Um, six ends up, or Hall ends up using the title on Flair. It's a DQ. The beatdown ensues. And as typical, Mongo and Jeff Jarrett take are about five minutes too late to make the save. Uh, so they eventually get out there. So. <laughs> For our final segment of the evening, uh, commentary's just doing their thing, you know, speaking English. Uh, and then the NWO music <laughs> hits. <laughs> Call back. Uh, it's it's Macho and Liz coming out. Uh, and Macho has Gene by the collar. And Gene's like, I don't want to do this. You and me, brother, in the ring, okay? Gene says he's going to get a hold of his attorney when this is over. Macho is treating Gene like he would treat uh, like an abusive husband would do is basically what Macho is doing to Gene. So Liz. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Gene sells it great. (laughs) Gene sells Macho's like a loose cannon. I thought that was an interesting choice of words. Um, Dylan goes, you're always like this when you drink, (laughs) Macho. (laughs) Good and terrible. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan's to the ring again he's, he's a busy guy tonight Gene says I've had enough of this hands the mic to Dylan leaves the ring Dylan says don't you ever put your hands on a w- WCW announcer again you owe the man an apology and Macho says fuck that I'll just punch you in the face and start choking you out Bischoff running down to the ring playing him off not like this not like this and then immediately after that Bischoff says to Dylan you started this you, you provoked the madness DDP snap into this. We get DDP chance and the show goes off the air. So, yeah, I'd say a lackluster week for both shows. I actually feel like I liked the go-off of Nitro better, and I think Nitro had a touch better show. Uh, the way they, they left the show with Macho going nuts. I mean, sure. I mean, honestly, everybody remembers, you know, if someone's going to beat Flair. up their boss, right? J.J. Yeah. Dillon's the boss here. Yeah. Everybody thinks Austin and McMahon, but... Macho just beat the piss out of J.J. Dillon, and, and Bischoff was like, stop, stop, stop. You can't do this, man. Like, I I actually liked it. I thought it was a really good moment. So, yeah, we're going to get DDP and Savage 2 at the Great American Bash yep. coming up, which is going to be fun. I, I love their feud. Uh, yeah. You know. Not much to say, I guess, for either show that would, you know, make you want to get too excited, but Next week, you should be excited. Because we're going to be talking Pink the Ring and obviously the follow-up with Raw Nitro. But also, the night before King of the Ring, on Saturday night, it was ECW Wrestlepalooza 97. You're not going to find this on the Peacock Network. It's tough to find. I did some digging for you, my man. You have a copy. All right. And and okay, favorites on the drive. <clears throat> anyway, so you just uh, 
What is funny about this show is that, <coughs> not this show, this show, we're awesome. <laughs> this show is a hell of a drug. No, but this pay-per-view with Russell Palooza, they have multiple matches where you have uh, the just that are real things, like good things to talk about. You got Shane Douglas and Taz at one point. You have the Eliminators against the Dudley Boys. Uh, but besides that, you have Raven and Tommy Dreamer oh, God. in their in their Loser Leaves Town match. One of the main reasons is that we're watching this is fucking kayfabe, I'm not spoiling anything. Raven does show up at WCW at some point. He just loses in ECW, so now I think this is great for you to see this, how he loses, how he leaves, but we also get a special guest that night. We're going to talk about it. I know I've talked about it before, but yep. if you haven't heard that, I'll bring, you know, I'll wait on it. We'll talk next week, but there's multiple people who are there from other promotions. Let's say that in this night. Good night. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about King of the Ring. We're going to talk about Monday Night Wars. But right now, we're going to talk about our movie of the week. A little more. A little less. <laughs> a little more. Listen, you fucking bitch. I gave you a court. You're goddamn taking this I like this what thing. he does. I, he just takes a bite, and he's like, there, that good? <laughs> <laughs> I totally would love to do that shit. Mm, is that better? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> For me, too. Uh, but then some days you get so pissed off, you just put your thumb right through the goddamn oh my God. blade just so you don't have to work. Yeah, let's not jump around. So let's get, I hate that uh, let's scene. Let's get right into it. Yeah, I know. It's not. Oof. It wasn't as we're talking about the wrestler, it's Mickey Rourke. Um, it's oh, we're not doing nine and a half weeks. <laughs> nine and a weeks half. Nine and a half weeks too. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as uh, Requiem for a Dream, but it, it carries that same weight. This almost seemed like guerrilla filming. It seemed like a crew was just following around some broke down, you know, ex prominent wrestler. Really, the, the the vibe almost documentary like, yeah. but in movie form, and you're not acknowledging that there's a documentary team there. But yes, you're right that it's what it seems like. You're just following around this guy who used to be a big wrestler, but now is a shell of himself. Yeah. Um, God, I don't even know where to start. You get to see Marissa Tomei naked, so there's that. Um, but I mean, you know, you get to see this guy. He's broken down. He starts off at an indie show, or he gets underpaid because nobody showed up. He works at a group. This movie made me want to be a fireman. Speaking of you saying that about Marissa Tomei. Okay. Doesn't he hang out with a chicken in a bar? She's like really into firemen. <laughs> That's right. Boom. That's right. Oh my God. Yeah, that was weird. Fireman. Sorry. Buddy. Sorry. I had to take a left hand turn. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> no chicken nuggets were a hell of a drug this week uh, all right yeah uh he's in love with a stripper he works part-time at a grocery store um y'all 
it's uh yeah it's just uh it's sad at the end uh, i mean you know flash forward ahead to the end i mean to me it's basically it doesn't matter what happens because they obviously leave you in suspense but it doesn't matter what happens the, the, the fact of the matter is he's resigned himself that that's his life that's what he loves that's what keeps him going and if he can't keep going then it doesn't matter because that's all he wants to do so uh one of the most disturbing uh scenes for me was fucking the scene with necro butcher he has a match with Necro Bircher at a, was it a, oh was it a CZW God. or a, was it a CZW show or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was fucking brutal because they kind of do it backwards. They kind of, they show him meeting Necro Bircher for the first time and him explaining what he does. And then they show you kind of the end of the match and then they show you Mickey Rourke's character getting tended to in the back. And each time they go to a different oh. part of his body, they show what caused it. Um, you know, barbed wire, glass, staple guns, fucking, uh, just brutal, just absolutely brutal. And then he promptly has a heart attack after that. Um, and it's during that. I hate the fact in certain movies and TV shows, when someone's losing their hearing, you have to get the God awful high pitch sound. I get it. I get it. But fucking stop doing it. It's killing my ears. (laughs) Right. I'm all for it. You know, it adds to the, it adds to it. You know, supposed to be that way. So the question is, you said he had a heart attack, you know, and yeah. doctor says your wrestling days are done. Yep. He has a and then he's going to go have a match with his, his big rival. And, Ernest the Cat know, Miller. With where the Ernest, thank you. I was going to see if he caught that, but it was. And But the thing is that he's on the top rope. He jumps. We don't see the ending. It's a very Sopranos ending, right? Right. Does he die? Does he live? We don't know. Is The question is. It, they leave it to the fans, but what is your take? Did he die on that on that last jump? Uh, my my ta- my take's kind of the easy way out. My take is it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant oh, to the story. Yeah, that's that's the way that's the way that I look at it. No, here's the thing. I <laughs> you very likely died. I love the movie. I just I'm saying me. I I tend to look into it like down the, down the road. What's the future? This that. Sure. And I think just to me, I'm like. Him crying the way he did it and everything, I'm like, that he knew he was dying right there, yeah. or like even not right there on that spot, but maybe by the end of the night he was dead. That's kind of how I looked at it. Um, struggle with his daughter, who yeah. she was in House of Cards, I remember. Um, but there's also some wrestlers in there. Some if you if you really put your eye to it, you see some guys Our who truth were, is you know, in you've there. Seen I the thought I saw truth. Xavier Woods. Xavier is in there. He was consequence, consequence Creed all the way back then. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Good movie. I love it. Um, it I, last time I saw it before previewing for this was easily 2009, 10. It's, it's been a while. I uh, absolutely one of Mickey Rourke's best. And WWE thought they could capitalize off it by doing the WrestleMania 25 angle with. Chris Jericho first Rourke was going to fight Jericho. Then he didn't. Then we got the three versus one, but Rourke still got in to punch Jericho in the face. God damn. The things that that man has done for us, you know, let him be the new big show and go face heel, face heel, face, face heel. He's, he's taken a lot of things. Took a hit from Mike Tyson, took a hit from Mickey Rourke. You watch Mike Tyson nearly not get his shirt off that one night on dynamite. <laughs> That was a good one. I love that one. <laughs> well, hey, 
Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I am the Professor. I bid you a farewell, and next week we'll be back with not only some Top of Wrestling, some Top of some AEW news. We're going to be talking the Top of the Monday Night Wars, as we already mentioned, with the ECW, King of the Ring, and WWE and WCW events of a matter of three days. But we're also going to have a top topic. And next week, we are going to be talking the top 25 submission specialists of all time. You know, it's funny is that I realize that I am the Tony Khan of making lists. You know, he likes to have a real big, long card filled with people. And I, I'm like, ah, we could go 17 more. But I promise we'll, we'll have 25 and an honorable mention next week when it comes to our submission specialists. Again, I'm going to do it one more time. I bid you a farewell. Ladies and gentlemen, leaving you with just four words is ODM. Turn off the lawnmower. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. say before the weekend yeah like this weekend yeah well because the draft sunday like, yeah I, I i'm gonna need that probably before maybe tuesday or wednesday so i can edit it together oh that's before the weekend oh okay <laughs> friday's before the weekend dickhead <laughs> all right touche all right during the middle of Undertaker's promo when you were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, and as for the blackmail, um, they've been hitting so many racist problems with this thing lately, and he's facing Farouk at King of the Ring. The way you said it, he goes, as for the blackmail, I'm not going to succumb to the uh, Paul Bear thing. Oh, shit, he's still talking about the Paul Bear thing. I thought he meant Farouk when he said the blackmail. <laughs> Yes, not the male who happens to be black. The black male. <laughs> That's why you go what? And I go, uh, mm, eh, no, not doing yeah, this one live. <laughs>